a cheeky volley episode not so sure <laughs> tuning in live from kabir's apartment we got uh which is in uh, melbourne which is in melbourne uh on what's the name of the street again dude uh rod laver drive rod laver drive over here <laughs> um we got asher tuning in from london asher what time is it over there uh 2 2 a.m dude asher this guy doesn't sleep um <laughs> But it's, dude, it's good prep for, Asher, when you watch Australian Open matches, what time is it usually in the, because uh, for us, it's like 4 a.m. All right, so the the morning matches start just as I'm going to sleep, so at like 12, at 12 at night, and then the night matches start as I wake up, <laughs> so at like, at like 8 a.m. Okay. So, so everyone's got their own little setup going on. On Kabir and I, in the uh, Rod Laver Drive, on our table, we've got... The uh, Babylon Pro Drive, a Supreme hat, a succulent, which Kabir's like pretty worried about that I'm gonna mess <laughs> up. We got a uh, a pair of Air Force Ones that I've been to a couple of techno shows. <laughs> um, Asher's got Asher's got the most legit setup with a new mic and the headphones, so his uh, his sound's gonna be crisp. Brett, once again, we had some technical difficulties; <laughs> couldn't really figure out the mic. Um, but so what he has instead, he makes up with with. Uh, Several credit cards and uh, a sick Wilson hat. Brett, tell us the story of that Wilson hat. So I um, grew up at Glassbury Tennis Club, and there was a hat I saw there. Always well, actually, I remember it. that hat and doing the old case, dude. Now that you say yeah. that, I remember that hat, dude. It was like in the case, or like glass cases, like still locked. They had like, a pair of case Swiss that they were selling since like the '90s that they never <laughs> got rid of. Yeah. Like a bunch of Thorlow socks. So a lot of Thorlow socks. Those are the best sellers. And I saw the hat, and I was there so much. That uh, I had to do a little five finger discount, man. Just, <laughs> that, that chose me, man. Brett, how many Fortin tennis grips did you steal from the Glassmore Tennis Club growing up? Do you guys know what Fortin is? No, dude. Brett, you what the for- what is Fortin, dude? They oh, our club sold these grips, the Fortin grips that everyone played this, with. I've never seen them anywhere else. We had this closet, like it was a really dated tennis club that was in a nice town, and, and it's still the exact same. Never put money into it, yeah, but people but, need to play tennis in the winter, so they'll put up with whatever. And they had these Fortin grips that were like pretty awful. Um, I, I, I'd give them like four out of ten, but I'd also like to have them as a sponsor because we could do like a little <laughs> bit and and get their name out but they, they were not good like compared to like the the tacky wilson white grip yeah, probably last about like ha- a third as long as those wilson grips like one hitting session one hitting you, session and you're done okay anything else that you've got going there brett you drinking any wine i was drinking some uh busola it's a uh, the valpolicella northern italy <laughs> nice <laughs> dude brett, are you italian i got two blades that i played with today broke both the strings uh-huh. so people at the club wondering who i was they were like this guy's gotta be good and then i have two 85 inch pro staffs yes uh, oh. pretty sketch on those pro staffs dude you definitely didn't finish cutting them out What's <laughs> no, going on there? this one's just mangy it just i left it there uh-huh. and then i got oh i got one more blade also broken string Dude, I'm pretty. I think that was broken last time I saw you, like three months ago. Yeah, I, I I string like one of my rackets every like five months. Dude, Brett used to string rackets for me and leave them in his, in his garage, and I would come pick them up. <laughs> Although, 
Uh, so hit today, and I'm going to be starting a stringing business out of South Boston. Mm. Oh, so, sick, dude. I bet you could crush it, dude. Dude, I'm into I'm that. Be I'm going to up there. plug. Brett's one of the best stringers I've ever met in my life. I'm going to... I haven't met that many stringers, but, like, <laughs> he's I'm pretty good. Some, uh, like, I, I, like, give you good deals because my dad bought the string. So yeah, I'm Brett would like, give it the most... I would... Brett would charge me like eight dollars for like Luxalon with like live wire on the cross. <laughs> oh, dude, live wire, man. <laughs> but uh, all right, I also hit today, dude. Couldn't really have nice. hand in, but it's chill. Uh, but guys, we got to move on before we go too much banter. Oh wait, one more thing. So, sorry, we've got the wine going. We've got the Supreme hat. We've got Babla Aero Pro, Pro Drive Original. We got Kabir Sony Ericsson Open Ball Boy Fila. What year, Kabir? Two thousand eight. 2008 we've got i've got kabir's adidas guillermo coria circa 2004 2004 like before yeah, stripes on the back uh and kabir's got a uh wait you got on backwards dude oh yeah yeah kabir's got a uh almost like westworld but better <laughs> yeah yeah it's a green uh hunter green fedora i picked up in rome with the lacoste polo though he uses it when he goes bird watching <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, and so that's what kind of we're working with today. Seinfeld episode. Let's just kind of get that out of the way. Come here. You said it's Junior Mints. I'm watching the Junior Mint today. And why did you decide um, on Junior Mints? Well, the Junior Mint. This is more of a timely episode. One, it's a great episode. Two, on the uh, the year that Alex goes to med school, um, this seemed like a opportune time to watch the Junior Mint. Alex, you want to tell us what what his episode's about? What I remember most from the Junior Mint episode, we're not there yet. We just started it. Is the uh, I mean, it's famous for Kramer Z and Junior Mints the whole time. They're in the OR watching a, a surgery, right? The residents are watching the surgery. And uh, Kramer asks someone if they want a Junior Mint. And they say, sure. And it falls and lands in the, uh, the open, what is it? It's like, a th- like some thoracic surgery. Something like that. And the chest is cut open and he, uh, Junior Mint ends up inside the patient. So I, I think, so one, it's a great episode. Two, I think the... Uh I think our new, our new thing, Cheeky Volleys, when we watch tennis courtside covering, we eat junior men's. Yeah, you got to have the junior men's. It also, <laughs> should we talk a little about the new mic or no? We'll talk about the new mic, yeah. We also, speaking of the, uh, the operating room. This is from our, uh, our first angel investor. Our first angel investor. They took a heavy stake, about 70% equity. but He invests in, uh, <laughs> he invests in healthcare technology and uh, new media. That's his focus. Yep. Um, so really, if you're listening out there, we really appreciate it. Um, and now let's, uh, let's get to the tennis. We thought, we thought since we haven't recorded in a while, we wanted to get, uh, just everyone real quick. That's with us listening live wherever you are or, uh, or, um, or Brett and Asher, please. Uh, will you go to YouTube real fast and just let's watch like Agassi 1990 Agassi courier. Yeah. Type in Agassi courier. All right. Hang on. Hang on. Any weird sounds you hear? Apologies. Agassi Carrier, 27K. Uh, 1996 Australian Open quarterfinal. Okay, Australian Ooh. Open quarterfinals. Guys, you got it oh, going? Dude, I feel like most listeners want to hear about Andy Roddick. And Andy Murray. That's true. Well, we'll get to that. All right, <laughs> let's just, we just want to see, we just want to see Agassi's forehand. So, how about Agassi versus Courier AO9? G96. Yeah, that's, that's what we one. got. That's the one. Seven I forgot. Long. I was like watching a video recently. Kabir and I were watching a video recently of Agassi just practicing and forgot how amazing he was from the like the baseline. 
Such a clean ball striker. I mean, unreal Eastern grip, just flattening it out, taking it off the so line. So flat. Insane. Hated so early. Anyway, we'll post some videos of this on Instagram, but let's get to the... All right, uh, let's, let's, get get to, let's get to the meat of we've it. We've got a pretty um, packed agenda today. All right, let's start us off. Can we start it with Andy Murray beginning with Kabir's return home trip to Miami? Was it for, uh, was it for Christmas or Thanksgiving? For, for Christmas. So I was home back home in Miami for Christmas a couple of weeks ago. And um, I landed in Miami at about 11, got home at 12. PM or AM? AM. Landed at about 11 AM, got home around noon, had some amazing veneer. And then I decided <laughs> to call Crandon Park Tennis Center, which is the venue for the Miami Open. And I said, hey, you know, I was just wondering if, you know, I heard some pros were practicing. You know, is, is that some information you could, get, you, could, you could give me? Surprisingly, they were very candid about it. And they, were, they said, hey, Andy Murray is actually going on in 30 minutes. It's so crazy. It's unreal. So I drove to Crandon Park Tennis Center, went to the stadium. And honestly, it was me and my dad in a full stadium, the only two people watching Murray. Saw him train for two hours, uh, sorry, oh, for about five to six hours over two days. Wait, Brett, Brett you thought those vids were fake? Yeah, when I saw that, it was, I was at work and I was super jealous. Yeah. And I was like, "There's, there's no way that's real. That you're the only one." Oh it was yeah, like, it was like ESPN wouldn't get that kind of. Oh yeah, app. no, it, it, it was, it was unreal. I mean, you know, he, he, I think he has residents in Miami, so he trains there a ton. It's, ama- I mean, amazing place to train at Crandon Park Tennis Center where he was training. Um, a number of other tra- uh, uh, players were training. Um, Fabio Fognini, Jao Sosa, Fabio. Um, Julian Roher, um, who else was playing there? Uh, Gastel Elias was playing. I think Dimitrov maybe was there a couple weeks ago. So it's a great place to go. And I guess word hasn't really gotten out. So it's still pretty private when you watch players. So anyway, saw Mario pr- play for uh, over two days. Um, you know, he was there with his coach, Jamie Delgado, two physios, and uh, I, I actually think three physios, but. So Cheeky Volley, if you're a friend of the podcast, you shouldn't be surprised with the news Andy Murray's retiring. I mean, this we we called this a couple weeks ago. I saw him train there. He 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 honestly can't walk straight. His hip his injury is so bad. He he limps between points and he really can't put that much pressure on his on his um a lot of his ground strokes when he's you know takes kind of a wide stance footing. So after seeing him play for two days, I was pretty convinced that this is it. You know, maybe Wimbledon, maybe Australia, but definitely 2019. It's going to be his last year. Um, you know, some people didn't believe me. And why is his? Uh, why, his <laughs> I feel like he has a really difficult game to be trying to play through injury. Yeah, because he's not someone that does you know, consistent big one-two punches or serves and volleys or you know ends points quickly. He grinds in the baseline, side to side, up and down, counter punching, changing direction a lot. So he plays the type of game where he needs to move really well and pivot and change direction and do a lot of weight transfer. So. You know he's he's marginalized big time with this injury. Um, who knows? Yeah, you know maybe he need maybe he needed surgery. Had, maybe he would have been better off waiting longer, not having surgery. Who knows? But um, clearly, it's it's going to come to an end. It's uh, it's sad. Thirty one years old, sixty five titles, three Grand Slams. But um, his retirement age though is only old is only seems young ish by modern tennis standards though, right? Yeah, I mean if this was nineties, this was. He'd probably like a pretty solid the ripe time to retire. Time, yeah. But now, I mean, what? Karlovich, 38. Mm-hmm. Federer, 37. 
you know, guys like Simone, Sanga, Burdich, everyone is, they're all in their, in their early Karlovich 30s. So. like 6'11". I yeah. feel like he can come. Kind of <laughs> um, so one thing, so one of my, my biggest takeaways, though, from watching Mario in Miami was just how disciplined he is. Unreal discipline. The guy warms up, stretches every... Except with his facial hair, dude. Yeah. That guy's um, not disciplined about shaving his facial hair. His warm-up, before he hits the ball, he's stretching, running, and doing on-court exercises for about 45 minutes to an hour before hitting a ball. And then it's, throughout his training, doesn't celebrate, doesn't do tweeners, doesn't you know laugh and get excited when he hits good forehands. And I'm, I was trying to imagine how someone like Kyrgios trains, who probably can't go 10 minutes without doing a tweener. Or just slapping just forehands. Slapping the ball, no discipline. You know, Andy Murray was so methodical about the way he trains. It was really amazing to watch. So... Um, but if you look at, uh, I have a funny little side note on Andy Murray. So when he was really young, probably 1920, he lost early Wimbledon. Maybe he didn't qualify and came over to Newport in Rhode Island. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> um, lost like 6-0, in like the second round and was acting like a little baby. And... <laughs> It's hilarious that he's on the grass of Rhode Island. Wait, you put, well, you're saying for the the tournament of tennis hall of fame? The yeah, it it's like like a couple of days after. It might even start when the finals of Wimbledon is happening. The, so the like new, the, the grass court one, right? The Newport. Yeah, uh, yeah. And like the grass courts at the tennis hall of fame are known to be not the best, so the, you get kind of sketchy bounces and whatnot. But um, it's funny that he won Wimbledon. And then, like, six years earlier, he was acting like a fourth grader at <laughs> grass in Newport. Wait, and, like, that's when I saw him. I wonder who we lost to, yeah. Do you remember who we lost to that day, Brent? Maybe Jurgen Melzer. Ooh, Ooh Melzer. Tricky, tricky grass court player. That guy is really tricky. And, like, like, not someone you're scared of, but when you're playing him in Newport or Island on the grass. Yeah. You're going to lose great sets no matter what. So Andy Murray, this definitely, you know, this will be an ongoing topic for this year, depending on how long he plays. Um, A lot of people asking, what's he going to do next? Ash and I spoke about this briefly, and I'm going to let it out. Cheeky volley, hot take, going public for the first time. The Instagram post. All right, we'll start with the Instagram post. So obviously, over the last couple of days, a lot of players coming out over Instagram giving kind of tribute, farewell messages to... All the social media platforms. Right? Um, yeah. All, 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 all Across all social media platforms, players tributing Eddie Murray. So Dimitrov, Burdich, Nadal, um, Roddick, 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 Roddick uh, Stakovsky, and Kyrgios. I like, hold on, before you go to Kyrgios, I do think Del Potro's take was like, Totally about himself. He's like, dude, you got to play through injury. Keep <laughs> yeah. <your first>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the same thing like me. Not everyone could do that. But um, so anyway, Kyrgios had a very heartfelt uh, post basically saying, look, like felt like I was your younger brother. You really took me under your wing. I've learned a lot from you. And I mean, they, I think everyone's known they've, they've been friendly for a while. There's some great photos of them last year on going on roller coasters. Um, <laughs> so I read that thought about Murray's retirement and also the terms he's retiring on. Right. So he, I mean, he still wants to be playing the game. It's not like he's 36 and he's had enough and, you know, also, he, he needs sort of time. Also, contemporary sparring partners are all still playing. Yeah, all, his, his generation is still playing. He's 31. He wants to play more. His body won't let him play more. So what can he do? I mean, yes, so he could become director of Wimbledon. He could become director of Queens or maybe 
the British I, Lawn I Tennis Association. Like moving back to, he's from Scotland, right? Scotland, yeah. Moving back to Scotland, kind of just living on a farm for a while. Yeah. Um, but when really we really gross, gross facial hair, though. Like, he's going <laughs> to. But here it is, though. The Cheeky Volley hot take 2019. What should Andy Murray do? He should become Nick Kyrgios' coach. Oh. Wait, why do you think it'd be a good fit? Because they could play video games together, man. <laughs> <laughs> Playing a lot of Call of Duty, maybe some NBA. Um, okay. You know, 2K19. Yeah. Um, Playing with the no, I mean, so look, they're, they're friendly. They know each other. They obviously have a good vibe. Mm. I think... From what we know about Kyrgios, having people understanding him is something that's obviously very important to him. And he generally feels maybe a bit misunderstood. Mm. So Mario is someone who knows him. He can maybe tap into what drives him, what bothers him. Obviously, an unreal player. I still don't think Kyrgios has a coach. Someone like him definitely with that much talent needs direction. Mm. Put someone like Murray there. Could be a game changer. Hey, and it would be sick. Imagine <laughs> seeing Kyrgios play Wimbledon and Murray's in the box. Yeah, it'd be pretty I mean, un- Unreal. Asher, what do you think? I think Murray's like uh, his whole like vibe lends itself to coaching like super super well, right? Yeah. He's like yeah, such totally. a cer- such a cerebral player. Uh, yeah. He also commentated. Yeah. He, he also like uh, last year during Wimbledon, he commentated for the BBC, and he was like he was incredible, like the the insights that he's coming up with. So for sure, he'd be a great coach. But even um, if that doesn't happen, like I can see him in the commentary box for sure. Definitely. Brett, thoughts? I think it would be awesome. Um, I mean, Murray... Who were Murray? So, like, Murray was coached by um, Brad Gilbert for a while. So, had Brad Gilbert, I think he had... Um, he started off He started off Mark Petchy, who's, like, um, an hmm. English, like, expert in Brad Gilbert, which he didn't like at all. Uh, and then he then he hired like uh, his own like staff in which like Miles McLagan was like the head. He had, yeah, he had Miles McLagan, and he had the he had the um, Spanish coach as well. Was it Albert? Oh, was it? Yeah, well, I I know he trained in Barcelona a lot. I forgot who his coach oh, was. Yeah, he was trained it? a lot. He trained. Spain. Yeah, he he did Sanchez Casal. Sanchez Casal. Yeah, when he was young. Yeah. And then he had he had Moresmo briefly. Mm. I think uh, that that was that was oh, all yeah, that, was, Lend- that was la- post Lendl. Post Lendl. Uh, mm-hmm. Then he had he had Danny Valverdu for a couple years. Did, wait, did he win any Grand Slams with Moresmo as his coach? Uh, I don't think so. But he oh. did. Dan, Danny Valverdu, who then okay. coached Burdich and Dimitrov for a good amount of time. Um, shout out, Danny Valverdu is an unreal player. He won one, I think, three in NCAA. He played for the University of Miami. Okay, really good. But all in all, I, I I think that would be great for tennis. Um, and they definitely play a lot of video games together because I know Andy Murray got in some trouble with his wife about the video game time. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I, I think they could definitely get in some, some gaming time together and really hit it off. But it would, I don't know if Curious will do it because Curious is so scared to try and lose. You know, he's, 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 he's definitely, definitely, scared, he's definitely scared to take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. You know he's oh you know you know his coach was Alex Correja that's who it was that was uh, Andy Murray's coach. Um, I actually so I've actually have a history of watching Murray train. Um, he used to on his website post these training block videos where he used to train at the University of Miami. So I remember watching. I used to go to University of Miami and watch him train with Alex Correja. Um, that was a good time. And then at one point during the Miami Open. 
there weren't enough courts for the players to train and my high school had really good courts. So there was some relationship where players would train in my high school. So during lunch, I would just go down to the courts. Mario would train there. Um, so it's, I guess it's cool over a couple of years to see him play and evolve. But anyway, Andy Murray, it's an ongoing discussion. Let's see what happens. Um, is there any, do you think there's any chance where he takes one or two years off, fully recovers, doesn't really think that much about it and tries to come back or will he be too old? So, I mean, I was thinking about that. Players have, well, I don't know. It's, it's not like, it'd be like, it'd yeah, be kind of like an MJ move, but he's not that good. <laughs> I don't know. But he's, he's having a baby. And, and, sorry, go Asher. Is it, I say, is he having a baby or he had a baby? He has he like had, a, a, already a had, already had a child. Okay. So he starts spending time with the family. It seems like he yeah. might. Yeah. Like, uh, it sounds like the, the hip injury is a lifetime thing. I think I, I read an interview with one of the doctors saying that the, the limp will, it, it sounds like it, I think maybe this, the, you know, anatomy of how they've restructured it is in such a way that he's going to have this temporary, sorry, not temporary, this um, kind of structural it's chronic limitation. Chronic yeah. The chronic pain and maybe just a bit of that, you know, I mean, when you see him walk, it's his, it looks like his hips aren't really aligned the way they should be. Um, so maybe, maybe, maybe that'll resolve itself. But based on the interview I read, it sounds like it's, it, it was either trying this or no surgery. And with no surgery, there was no way of recovering. Who knows, right? Sports medicine, sports science. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of mm. controversy and, you know, whether players, a doctor should intervene or players should just rest. But anyway, um, what, what, what does the, the cheeky volley chief, uh, medical correspondent well, our, our uh, have to medical, say about it? <laughs> our, our chief medical correspondent, um, Honestly, wasn't he critiquing his trainer? Was critiquing the trainer and felt that surgery was unnecessary, and that uh, a lot of these physios, our chief medical correspondent, felt that physios, as good as they chief are, medical officer, they're not, um, they're not doctors, and without a real solid medical understanding, your guidance and your kind of interpretation of the injury, um, in terms of structurally and in terms of um, rectifying it and preventative training is basically going to be limited mm. and that Murray probably should have taken more time off and that the, the surgery in all likelihood did more harm than it did good. Um, I think it's, a, it's a, a, probably true, um, but who knows, but it, it's, um, you know. Do you guys think if Murray retires, I feel like there's two kinds of athletes. There's the athlete who retires and gets like really out of shape and overweight. And then there's the athlete that just never stopped like Ray Allen. I think I remember reading like Ray mm. Allen on, um, What's the uh, the sports platform where the players write the like the oh, write their the, own the players the players Tribune? Yeah, his like the day after his retirement, he wakes up like six a.m. goes straight to the gym. <laughs> I, you think Mar- Murray's the former, like the the former or the latter? Latter. Uh, if you definitely uh, if if you look at like tennis players in general tend not to like let themselves go, right? Um, Any tennis I players think, that have let themselves go? Marcos Baddadis. <laughs> he, 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 while he was he, on the tour <laughs> guys speaking of back data it's pretty depressing he lost in the qualifying of australian open that is just oh. dude but he's still playing you gotta give him you know, credit ba- back data is on care. cheeky volley has a 20 time a 2019 list called the please retire list <laughs> back data is maybe number one on the please retire on there I think, that ship sailed. I think he can do whatever <laughs> he wants <laughs> um no murray murray is a type who wakes up like six in the morning in his house in Surrey. He's got a clay court and he's doing slice slides. He's he wants to, like, he wants to keep his slide. 
he can't really slide well enough because of his leg, but he's still sliding. He might only come back for the French Open. <laughs> Marina Dahlfeder, who do you think is going to be the most, uh, put the most pressure on their children in sports? Murray. Nadal. <laughs> uh, no, honestly, no, no. I think none of them. I think they're all very laxed about it. I think yeah, Nadal yeah, yeah. is going to be like, you don't play tennis, you play soccer. <laughs> I think like like pretty sneaky Federer is gonna have like kind of like passive aggressively. Yeah, you're gonna like love his kid, but like really love the one that decides to play tennis. He's gonna be like, you don't have to do this, but if you do, <laughs> I if love you. Do, Uniqlo will pave the way. When they're like, yeah, yeah, Alps. I think one of his kids is gonna be a professional skier. Definitely, I can see that in the Alps. Bodie Federer, or maybe maybe one of them is an F1 driver. Oh, yeah. Mercedes Patronus team. Yeah. Also, one thing we need to get to the bottom of, and then we'll go straight to US, or Australian Open, is is David Nalbandian an F1 driver? He posts mm-hmm. so many photos of him getting out of F1 cars in the, the like, F1. Uh, definitely kit. definitely on the BMW team. His, I, 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 feel like, I feel like this is a, a question for Asher's investigative journalism. Uh, I have no idea. I, I haven't even seen any of the videos. Dude, follow David Nalbandian. <laughs> all, right, all right, but let's get to the draw. Real quick, though, before we get into the U.S. Open, I think uh, we're going to take Australian. a quick... We're gonna, yeah, sorry. Before we get into the Australian <laughs> Open, we're going to we're gonna take... Uh, we are in Melbourne, so we're going to take a quick break. I think uh, Cheeky Volley's been talking about acquiring some new gear for quite some time, but we never... I, I we never like we save the purchase till Australian Open. We get a okay, little okay, bit okay, okay. draw. Post-draw. Post-draw, we're, we're going to we're gonna take a merchandise... Guys, dead of winter, we need to get some gear to just get us back into the swing of things, you know? No, I, I, went to, I went to Uniqlo three times last week. First day I was there, they didn't have the Federer stuff. Second day I was there, they didn't have it. <laughs> Third day, let it be known, Uniqlo Fifth Avenue in Soho. Or sorry, not Fifth Avenue. The Uni- Uniqlo Soho store on Broadway has got the Fed... I bet it's sold out by now. Oh, honestly. we need the shorts. Oh, oh Brett's got, Brett's got the shorts. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Are those are the better shorts? Uh, no, no, I, I bought these, like, I ended up, like, music. I think no, that's the Djokovic. Damn. All right, so we, we'll take a merchandise break uh, in a bit, but now let's... 10, 15 minutes. Let's get into the Australian Open. So, um, quick preview, real quick. I mean, what, what one item we mentioned well, a couple Shemir, weeks did, ago. We and I have the draws printed out in front of us on extra long paper to fit. Uh, uh, it, it's, like... Two pages for the whole draw, like a front and back. Yeah. Come here. Can you tell us how you printed these things? Yeah. So I was doing some work earlier today at the Fordham Law Library, and I didn't have a printing card. So I wasn't able to print. Um, but it was pretty close to the end of the day when the library was closing, and I went to the reference desk and I said, "Hey, I, you know, can I get a printing card?" And they said, "Oh, you know, we actually don't have any at the moment. Um, do you need to print something? Is it urgent?" I say, yeah, "It's uh, it's pretty important." And she's like, "All right, all right. You can you can use our computer and print it here." And I. I executed the print, which was the men's Australian Open draw, and uh, she went to retrieve it from the printer. And when she came back and gave it to me, there was definitely a bit of a, a bit of a dirty look. Like you know, this this really wasn't that urgent. But we have the draw in front of us. I'm glad we printed it out. Mm-hmm. Some matches highlighted. Some matches highlighted. Got a lot of annotation going on here. Real quick before we get into the draw, one point I want to clarify. I know a couple of weeks ago we mentioned that there was going to be a seed change from mm-hmm. 32 to 16. So I actually looked into this, and it's it's pretty funny how direct the ATP website is. It basically almost precise quote says, you know, a change from 32 to 16 was considered, but on second thought, 
it was deemed unnecessary. So now, <laughs> very last minute, there are again 32 seeds. I was looking forward to seeing some crazy matchups first round. Um, not that they aren't now, but you know, 32 seeds is a big difference in 62 uh, than uh, than 16. So here we are, 16 seeds. So we want to talk briefly though about the beginning of the year, the first couple tournaments of the year. Um, Asher, do you want to talk about Hopman Cup? Um. Yeah, um, well, I think the main takeaway from that was that Roger looked, uh, he looked great. Um, Switzerland got through. Yeah. Um, Mate, he, he February, so- Roger has looked great for the last, like, 12 years. He's unreal. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Roger from February. He, uh, he crushed uh, Sasha in the final. Um, yeah. But, well, one thing we should mention in the Australian Open preview is the, the insider info that Kabir got. Um, which might have like an impact on the whole thing, which is to do with the balls. That's right. So when I was back home in Miami, um, there's a great player, Julian Rohair, uh, currently 22 in the world in doubles, plays with the Horaya Takao, ended the year last year, uh, sorry, 2017, at three in the world. Um, they've won two Grand Slams, US Open in 2017, and I believe 2015 Wimbledon. He was training in Miami, uh, some Curacao, which is a Dutch island, I think he grew up in Miami, though, and a pretty I mean, remarkable player. Played for UCLA for four years, and now, you know, is a Grand Slam champion on the doubles tour. And right. can we just have a quick digression for he said something amazing that we were hoping for an interview it hasn't happened yet. Rohair, if you're listening, you know, <laughs> if you've got anything you want to talk about? Let us know. Um, but can you say what he said real quick about the the transition from college to the pro tour. I think that's a pretty amazing. Yeah. So this, this was actually, this wasn't a Rohair. This was his friend, his, okay, his best sorry. friend and his hitting partner who they were, they were um, his hitting partner for the, for the off season. Um, great guy. Um, uh, Luis, he played for university of Miami and you know, he's asking me, Hey, so, you know, first you, name, no last name. No, for Luis, uh, <laughs> Luis Manrique. Um, and yeah, so I was talking to him and, you know, he's a big tennis fan. I think he actually does some commentary on ESPN three for college tennis. So mm-hmm. definitely very, very well versed, knows the sport really well. He's a big fan. Mm-hmm. And I asked him, I said, Hey, you know, I'm interested to ask Julian, um, about the transition from college to pro, why so many players aren't able to do it. Right. You know, so many of Devarman, he beat John Isner in the finals a couple of times in college. Yeah. Maybe. But has struggled to be on the pro tour. Obviously, Somdev and Isner, maybe not the best comparison in comparing someone who's six foot to someone who's six eleven. Mm-hmm. So maybe not the best, but generally, like, non Americans historically seem better at it, right? Yeah, like Benjamin Becker, right? Uh, yeah, true, true. Good. So definitely, you know, general fact is that it's pretty tough, even if you're a really good college player, to make that transition. So I asked him, like, why do why do you think it's people struggle with it? He had a he had a, a really interesting comment. Um, we can get him on, hopefully, for an episode to talk further about it. But what he said is that the problem when you go to college and you try to play on the pro tour, the problem is that you have a plan B in the back of your mind, and that limits you. Basically, don't, don't declare your major. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you have this idea that, oh, I have a degree, I can fall back on a career, there's a job elsewhere, you know. Yeah, I feel like that's like deep, some deep life advice, though. Yeah. If you have no plan B... If you only have plan A, you can either, it's kind of just like, it's like fail at all costs or just succeed. Yeah. Or it, succeed it, at all costs. This sounds like the movie Gattaca. Have you, have you seen that? <laughs> Dude, Gattaca. <laughs> what, what is that? <laughs> That's yeah, all have you that. not seen it? Yeah. it? It's like, it's like a cult, it's a cult classic in which, um, well, like a uh, long story short, there's like, you get like this dystopian world. in DNA, right, Dude. 
yeah, this dystopian world in which like you got like people who have like perfect genes and you got people who like have like sub perfect genes and the guys with the perfect genes get all the good jobs. So the the lead character like Ethan Hawke, he then decides to get some like weird surgery in which he pretends like uses like some other guy's blood and then he like fakes his way through life and pretends to be a guy with like perfect Whoa. genes. <laughs> and then he ha- and then he has a brother. And what they did, what they used to do was like play a game when they were young called Chicken in which they, they swam as far out into the sea as possible. And like basically whoever turned around first lost, right? And obviously this guy had like the substandard gene, so he always used to, uh, he always used to lose. And then they decided to do it again as adults because there's like a long separation and then they got back together. But Ethan Hawke had like, not only did he like fake himself, but he was also like training super hard. So like he tried to physically match like a person with perfect genes as much as possible so they play this game of chicken and then they go like super deep into like the ocean and then his brogue just goes like how are you doing this anton or vincent how are you doing this vincent and he's like you know how i'm doing it uh, i didn't leave any uh, i didn't leave myself any way for, um i didn't leave myself any room for the way back oh television one yeah uh, I think deep. Brett stepped away for a moment, but I want to ask, I want to get Brett's opinion on this uh, college topic. But in the meantime, I think the way we got on this topic was you mentioned the ball change. So mm, yeah. I, I think Asher is better suited to speak about this point. But what it is, is that the Australian Open this year, they're using new balls. It's Dunlop balls. Dunlop balls are usually visually, I mean, when you look at them right away, they look a little bigger, a little more fluffier, a little more, more felt on them. Asher, what do you, what do you think? Okay, so... I think it's uh, it's pretty underrated how much of an impact like the balls can have. So the last time something major like this happened was in the 2011 French Open. And this was kind of like... Uh, so they, in the French Open, they changed the balls from Dunlop to Babala. And mm. um, and that year, basically, that, that was the year that Djokovic started off like 45 games in a row. And, and like those are also... Babala balls are also pretty felt heavy, right? Um, in general, yes. But then... They they changed the formula <laughs> that year, so then these balls just like were flying everywhere, oh, and like uh, and like it was it was apparently like the fastest French Open ever. Um, and Novak had won like forty five games in a row that year, and like everyone was like this guy's heavy favorite for the French. And then he plays Roger, who 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 hadn't been in the best clay court form for like a couple of years, and Roger just like takes him in uh, in four sets, and like a large part of that was because balls were just flying. <laughs> Yeah, definitely, definitely something that's not maybe spoken about as often Nadal as it could be. Nadal also is not affected by ball change. No, no. Like certain games are like Nadal's game. It doesn't matter what ball. <laughs> I think yeah. the only game that really matters is Federer. Yeah, yeah. Maybe anyone like, who hits like a little more Eastern. Like I feel like Del Potro could be affected by it. Federer just so technical. Everything is. I, I just feel like the flatter you hit, you want the less felt on the ball. Mm. Right? Because you, you know, you know, you yeah, know who yeah. else is unaffected by ball changes? Chilich. And tennis sandwich. Also, speaking of Chilich. Dude, Brett's facial hair Brett right now. Brett right now. Like, we got to get a foot. Brett looks I mean, so I, much I, like Marin Chilich. I know we're in Melbourne right now, but <laughs> so it's, it's not, it's not that, really it's not that ridiculous to expect us to be hanging out with Chilich, but it really does seem like we're speaking. <laughs> when Brett goes Chilich. and gets his fade tomorrow morning, he'll look like Kyrgios again. <laughs> Brett, when's the last time you got a fade? Dude, a week and a half. My hair grows so fast. Dude, you got to get back in there, mate. Brett, you got to be on that, like, one morning a week fade. All right, guys, let's get to the draw. <laughs> All right, get to the draw. Australian Open starts tomorrow around, what, 7 p.m. Eastern time. All right. Can we, everyone, guys, let's pull up the draw. What do we think? Djokovic, top seed, Nadal, Wait, first, two. real fast, real fast. 
everyone, Asher, starting with you. Uh, if you had to bet one person to win, who are you betting on? Uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna not bet against Novak. So like, yeah, just if you were if you were pressed on it, you would you would say you're taking Novak. Uh, yeah, like uh, I think I think he's definitely the favorite. Okay. Any uh, any things that you're like you would be like a little doubtful about with that, or or any things you'd you'd that cross your mind as someone else to take? Uh, yeah, like um, so the the Australian Open the last couple of years has become a lot quicker. Yeah, um, wait, can you actually talk about the service change? Because one time Kabir and I got that wrong in the pod. And right. Call this out. <laughs> yeah, so, so it's uh, the Australian Open has been through like a couple of surface changes. So before the um, the blue courts, basically, which is um, uh, plexi cushion, they used to play on this uh, the green surface, which is called rebound ace, which is like super slow, um, quite bouncy. Then they changed to the plexi cushion, so that made it a bit a bit quicker. But then for some reason, like I, I don't know what Asher knows the name of that the plexi cushion and the what is it? Uh, rebound ace. Dude, that's so good. Top right. knowledge, top knowledge. <laughs> we got to get Plexi Cushion and Rebound Ace t-shirt. That's nice. a sick yeah. t-shirt. Uh, the US Open surface is called like Deco Turf 2. Mm. Wow, dude. Interesting. We gotta, um, are those companies traded publicly? No. We, they, they should be, <laughs> I, bet they, I bet those are... Okay, sorry, Asher. I mean, they might, they might be owned by uh, you know, some type of industrial company. But Sorry, continue, Asher. Yeah, so I think like in 2017... The tournament directors denied this, but it might have been possible that they they changed the surface themselves. But they basically said that because of like the the temperature or whatever that affected the surface. So I think there was a lot of rain or something. So the courts were being scrubbed a lot. Um, so that just made the course like super quick. So if you if you go back to like the year like, Federer beat like Nadal, finish off or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like n- normally the the speed of the surface is determined by how much sand they put in the paint. Right, and then right. if you sort of like rub down, rub down that sand a lot, then you get like a slicker surface. Basically, um, if you sand down the sand. Yeah. Yeah. So the year, the year that Federer beat Nadal a couple of years ago, like it was just like so quick. Um, so the Australian Open went from like decisively slower than uh, the US Open surface to like decisively quicker. Um, and then it, it stayed like that last year as well. Uh, Nadal did have way more wins on the other surface, right? Like, um, all his Australian Grand Slam wins on that surface. Well, he's won it one time, Australia, one or two? Yeah, one. One, one in 2009. Uh, now, didn't he beat Federer in... Didn't he beat him in the five set in... Yeah, yeah, 2012. No? In, 2012? Uh, yeah, that was in the semis. And then he lost to Novak in like that uh, six-hour uh, oh, final. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, Nadal, Nadal's history with the Australian Open is a bit funny because he's, always, he's often gone into the tournament injured. So we right. can't really say like how um, whether he was like a hundred percent. So we don't really know like whether he prefers the the slicker surface or the the slow. Like you imagine slower given his yeah. game style. But then then a couple of years ago he just got to the final. So is anyone is anyone not favoring Djokovic, Brett? Um, I still question his mental state. <laughs> All right, we, I, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta tell the listeners the story of uh, uh, about Ben's betting strategy last year. <laughs> yeah, I, I fully agree with Brett. Even, even in London, like I feel like he didn't really care at that point. He was and the he, most he felt played unreal, but I do feel like his year was so sick. He should have just ended it with winning London and having it be just this like complete domination. Look, I. 
look, if you take a look at the draw, people might laugh at me. I seriously think there are people before the quarterfinals mm-hmm. who... Uh, look, one, one, the reason I, I like Australian Open so much is, for whatever it's worth, tennis, you know, the three, four-week off-season, is, is interesting enough where you come out to Australia and, you know, players have changed a little bit of the game. They're rested, I think, a couple weeks. You know, three weeks, four weeks can do wonders for some players. Mm-hmm. Your time to mentally take a break, physically take a break. Never really know what can happen. Younger players seem way more, seem much more mature. Come, yeah. Through. Second I round, third round. If you, if, you, if you look back historically, like uh, it's it's always been the tournament where you get like some random new guys who just make a run, right? Yeah. Hyun Chung last year, right? Hyun Chung, Chung Kyle Edmondson, Reiner, uh, Songa, Songa, Verdasco, Verdasco the year after that. Gonzalez, Gonzalez, yeah. So look, second round, Federer. Uh, sorry, Djokovic, second round, Songa. Could be Sanga. Sanga had a pretty good... Co- I mean, so he had... I think he, he took off about six months last year with an injury. He started the year off, I think, in Doha and had some pretty good wins. Um, I got to think that... Oh, Asher. Wait, real quick. Asher is holding up the Sanga 2008 Australian Open. Kate, it's the Adidas white with the blue fade. Pretty sick zipper shirt. With the zipper. I was, I was never sure about the zipper. When I was like 10 years old, I thought it was sick. And then as I moved... <laughs> Teenage years and adulthood. Zipper kind of gets in the way when you're hitting volleys. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> so hold on one second. Um, all right, so, or sorry, the yeah. So so Songa. But wait, I thought Songa was on the cheeky volley. Please retire list. No, 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 no. Songa is no. not. Did Songa, he almost go on there? Maybe you know Songa is sick. Songa is awesome. Songa goes to the gym. Songa is one of the only players on the tour who has who gets gains. So he's in his early thirties. Got to think that my thinking is all right. He took six months off. You start to maybe think all right. This is how life is when I be retired. Not looking forward to retirement. He's feeling healthy. Maybe sensing urgency. Maybe thinking all right. I have I have one, two, maybe three years max left. Hmm. Who knows? Right. He second round. If he's playing well, he can push you to five sets. Why not? Klezon, mm-hmm. I don't think, is um, has enough focus to beat Djokovic, but I think he can take him to four. He's a pretty dangerous player. Yeah. What's what's Klezon's? Slovakian, really good, massive. Six five. Yeah, the bigs, at least 6'3", six, 6'5", six, mm-hmm. huge hitting lefty, mm-hmm. who I really, he's one of those guys who really, if he's 100% focused and he's on, he can really blow you off the court, mm-hmm. but he's very inconsistent. And then Djokovic on his... Djokovic's his draw honestly looks kind of easy to me, but he does have Goffin and Medvedev for hey, young guns. Third round, he could play Shapovalov. You know, you never know, right? Oh, yeah, I, 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 I again don't think Shapovalov's serve. Maybe he would destroy Shapovalov. I feel like what version of Shapovalov could beat Djokovic though? Yeah, no, he will beat him down like. That's straight. like a, I feel like that's like the <laughs> no, but that's like the perfect. I, I know. I don't think at all it's the perfect oh, match at all. Uh, no. I, I think Shapovalov's a young guy with nothing to lose. And he's proven he can like play. He's put pressure on. He has stuff to lose now. Though. He's put a lot of pressure on himself. Mate, you t- the videos, dude. Come on. No, no, the, no. That's a whole discussion we can get into. <laughs> but, you know, Shapovalov. I don't think it's going to beat him, but I do think Djokovic maybe starts out a bit slow, takes him to four sets. Someone you don't really want to. Mm. Um, an eager player, third round. Never know what can happen. I still would heavily pick Djokovic, but I don't think his draw is as. Brilliant and clear. You think not as cushy as it might seem at first? No, I, I, I don't think so. Copil's on that side too. Copil had a solid. No, had a solid second half of the year, but yeah. it's not going to push Djokovic. 
No, no shot there. Great player, but he doesn't have enough to um, take out Joey. Nishikori. He's got cranial boosted. Too. Fourth round. Don't think so. Do you think he's a threat? Anyone? Asher? That's, that's a terrible matchup for Nishi. He's, Djokovic uh, just beat him, what, 12 times in a row? Yeah, it's like, it's like Nishi has to play like his, his like ultimate best just to make it competitive. <laughs> just, just to take it to four sets. Uh, Krenobusta, yeah. good player. No shot at taking out Djokovic, though. No, no shot. Yeah, I think his... Not enough firepower. I, I think his side of the draw does not look that bad. Djokovic? No, it, it's good. He does have a good draw. I think but... his side of the draw has some interesting matchups that are interesting unrelated to Djokovic. Like, I think that uh, Fognini Munyar first round. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. Asher or Brett, you think uh, Munyar could take down Fog? I do. So I uh, work from home Wednesday, so I watch some qualities and watch some of the tournaments. Hey, Brett, when you work from home, how many hours are you, are you logging? I so <laughs> wait no let's not let's not get that on there let's not get that on there. I work you know, like a fourteen hour day because okay. part of it is tennis but there are demands but fog looked pretty sketchy it it was I forget who he was playing but it was someone he beat a few times uh-huh. and had him he was like he was like six four up four two and it went to three sets and and fog just. Was 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 being himself, you know, like not winning a match he should win. Shady, because he had too much like charcuterie that morning or something. Kabir, <laughs> <laughs> Kabir, so, you you didn't see Fog uh, practice in Miami? No, I missed him by twenty minutes. Mm. I also missed Robert Lindstedt, who probably has. He seems like he probably has some of the best banter on tour. Wait, but who, Robert Lindstedt, Swedish doubles player. Swedish. Um, but I think like doubles players probably. Have, yeah, uh, on average, good, a better sense of humor. Yeah, yeah, good banter, yeah. good banter. Um, all right, so it seems like everyone, maybe not me, uh, or sort of, but everyone thinks Djokovic is the player to beat. It's it's his tournament to lose. I think the but only I, I think the the only thing it rides on is, I feel like Zverev is positioned to, like he could do something pretty interesting yeah. if if he if he carries his momentum from from the end of last year. Apparently, Zverev has a hamstring injury though. That is really. Yeah, I saw something online about this that um, I'm not sure how bad it is, but something is there. I mean, I don't like I don't like that potential Zverev uh, Gilles Simon round three round three match. I think that's going to five sets for sure. That's going five. <laughs> Wait, you actually that's going, going to five. five with Simone winning. <laughs> Wait, you yeah, I'm taking Simone easily over Zverev. Oh yeah, what about Grand Zverev Slam? Play Jack Sock too. Jack, I yeah, Jack Sock could be could be exciting. Jack Sock definitely is. I think he's going to come out this year playing with more purpose, mm. or at least aesthetically, optically, he's going to look like he's playing with more purpose. That's how the draws honestly might be the most interesting. That you've got, you've got Chung, you've got Warinka, Jacksock, Kyrios, Bornachorich, Asher. That's like the group of death over there. Chung is seated twenty four. He got to the what semis last year. Semis. How much is this ranking going to drop if he doesn't get to at least the third round? I mean, probably by 40, 40 ranking points, something right. like that. Dropped yeah. well out of the top fifty, right? Yeah, because yeah, because he he didn't he didn't play like most of most of the year after after Australia was injured. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you've got both the Zverev brothers in the same side of the draw, which I feel like you can't have. I feel like that's not fair to brothers. No <laughs> brothers on the yes. same side of the draw. Quick cheeky pick. Depending on how bad this injury is, Zverev could actually have a pretty tough first round. Like Al is Bedin. So he played for England for two years, but now he plays for Slovakia. Uh, Slovenia. Slovenia. Sorry, Slovenia. Really steady player. Not so much firepower, but 
I think he has a pretty disciplined way of playing. And I, I just based on the type of people that beat Zverev and how maybe his best tennis doesn't come out of Grand Slams, maybe this guy can give him some trouble. Mm. Who knows? Yeah. I don't think he's going to beat him, but uh, what about- be surprised he gives him some trouble. Second round, again, Shardy, he, good player. He mm, gives Zverev some trouble. Definitely. Sick doubles player, too. Yeah, really good. Um, what about uh, Kyrgios Corner? Can we can we do any bets live? Brett and Asher, can you play some bets live? All right, first round, Kyrgios uh, Raonic. Who's it going to be? I, that, that's a crazy match. That's <laughs> not. I I can't believe that's going to happen. So, Rand, I mean, if you're if you're care, like that's kind of a depressing first round at home. Well, and Raonic. So, like when you're playing a tennis match, no one, even if you do gel your hair for work. <laughs> Or where, if you're going out, <laughs> don't gel your hair when you play tennis. And Randage has this like Superman like gel haircut. And <laughs> if you're gelling your hair, you care about how you look and how people perceive you. But you don't think Kyrgios uses gel? No, no. If, if you're getting the, the fade's too tight, the fade's too tight. Too tight, man. And so. That dynamic of Randall gelling his hair and Kyrgios with the fade is just like the most yin and yang match there are can they, be. <laughs> are they this? What's their age? Is what? Roundish is it one or two years older? No, no. Roundish is definitely like three or four years older. We're talking what, like 27, 24? Yeah. Okay. What, um, uh, but so you, who, who are you guys taking that match? Roundish? I, I feel like Roundish is not a player that Kyrgios wants to play. I'm taking Kyrgios. He's, he's not. At all intimidated by Roundage. Yeah, I'm Round, speaking, I'm, no, respectful, definitely intimidated. Isn't isn't Roundage? He's healthy now, though, right? He's seated 16. He's had a pretty good. Uh, he's pretty. I I would not want to play. He was unhealthy for a lot of last year, right? Didn't yeah, he have some injuries. He had, he well, had and, um, wrist guys, surgery. First round, Roundage is gonna be fresh. Like he's been taking some baths. He's been. Getting ready. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm just saying, Kyrgios probably has, eating a lot of steak too. After yeah. everything that happened, U.S. Open last year, I feel like Kyrgios has so much like sort of quiet pressure on himself that first round to play someone like Roundage, that's not the match you want. Also, maybe it kind of suck to lose first round wearing a new kit with those Kyrie Irving shoes. Yeah, he's got, oh, the, he's got the Kyrie oh, Irving collab. A lot of pressure, <laughs> dude. He's. I feel like he's focusing but, on but, the but, swag. But, a mistake. A mistake we've all made. He's yeah. playing in his hometown or home country, Australia, which is sick, but it's also more pressure. I think he is. Gonna- I mean, this is realistically a match that could be played in like the fourth round, and it wouldn't seem weird. Yeah, yeah, or semis. Well, yeah, that's, that's not that- weird for Kyrgios to go that far. I just feel like that sucks. If you're and his opponent in the second round, it's so we'll go to the first round right above that match. Warinka Gulbis. That's a firecracker for match. That's another, that's another cracker. Yeah, <laughs> who for that cracker? Who are you, I feel like Golbis is always dangerous, right? But he he's he uh yeah you know, two two great one hand backhands. No, Golbis is double. Golbis is double, but it is a great backhand though. It is a great backhand. As my friend Adrian Clary says, he's the butcher of tennis. The way he plays. <laughs> um, Wait, what does that mean? He just I mean the, the way he takes cuts of the balls. Butchers the ball. Yeah. Um, dangerous guy. I could see that going five sets definitely. Golbus has been around for a while too. Also, uh, he's Forever. a billionaire. Yeah, he's, billionaire. He comes right? from a billionaire family. That's pretty sick. Flies. Uh, I know at one point. It How was, about that Kudla guys? I heard that uh, Golbus flies on a private jet around just around the world, which I'm sure a, a fair amount of top players do. But 
Um, Colby's is not ranked very high, so. <laughs> All right, yeah, match I like purely from following him on Instagram is the Michael Moe Radu Albot match. <laughs> <laughs> I think Michael Moe is sick. I don't know much about his tennis, but his vibe is pretty dope. Okay. Wait, Brett asked about Dennis Kudla. So, Dennis Kudla, I'm going to put right now, I'm calling out. I'm not going to make the bet live because I don't have my own direct live connections, but I can put a text in. I can, I can, I can place them. All right, you can Asher, place, them. place some live bets. Brett, come on, Brett. Asher, episode, see, the subtitle of this episode is "Spend Brett's Money." Yeah, so I got some, <laughs> some, some cash to spend. Probably a decent tax return coming in. So <laughs> let's live just because January fourteenth. Let me see what I'm doing that night. Yeah, but didn't people just get their tax returns too? Monday night. No, I, I'm not going to get my forms till the end of the month, so I got to wait. But <laughs> shady. Well, dude, premature. Come on, spend now. So Monday night. I need a good Monday night. All right, guys. Real quick, weird first round. Lucas Pui and uh, Kukushkin. Pui had a terrible Hoffman Cup. He, I think he lost four, three or four singles matches. It's the Prince, man. We talked about this. Yeah, he's got to get <laughs> rid of the Prince racket. I was be like. I feel like of the tennis podcasts out there, there's it's undoubtable that we are the biggest Kukushkin fans. Yeah. Yes. I'm Coach saying I, maybe throw down a hundred each round. Kukushkin makes it to the quarters. Oh. <laughs> wait, 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 sorry, Brett. What's your bet though? And then I have a match that I think is pretty sick too. So can I get the odds on Fritz because Fritz took down Isner when I was working from home. Um, he beat Isner for the first time ever. He lost like five times before and beat Isner like six, four, seven, five. I think like Isner's always fragile. But he's never beaten him. And, and Fritz was aggravated in the second set when he was up 4 2. And the commentator was like, kind of poking fun at him. Like, why is this guy mad? Like, he's winning against someone he didn't beat before. But Fritz, he's a man on a mission. So I. I like a hundred on him over Nori. So Fritz, after he beat Isner, he lost to Nori. That's fine. So this is, this is going to be an interesting match real quick about Nori. A quick while, while, while we're on the topic of Nori is that he, um, he played for TCU in the U S was the number one ranked college player in the U S and got into the top hundred ATP within one year to something that's almost unheard of. It's pretty, pretty difficult to do that so fast. He lost in the finals yesterday in Auckland to Tennis Sandgren, who, by the way, great, great from Tennis Sandgren to absolute journeyman who reached the quarters last year, who a lot of people are probably writing off. Great way to start the year by winning your maiden title. I agree, though. I would pick Fritz off um, Cameron Norrie. I, I think actually of the American players right now, Taylor Fritz is the one I'm uh, the most optimistic about. What about any thoughts on, on Eubanks qualifying? Has he, has he qualified for a Grand Slam? Um, no, nah, he may no. have played U.S. Open this year. He may have played U.S. Open. I'm not sure. I'm not a huge fan of the way he plays. I do. I think he's skinny. I respect how skinny he is. <laughs> Guys, we got to chat about the battle of the Giants. Opelka, Isner, two American. Opelka, seven oh, foot. Wait, is he really seven? seven yeah, foot? dude. He, so, while <laughs> home as well, I saw Dimenauer take down Opelka. It was probably one of the funniest matches to watch. <laughs> Dude, now he's like 5'6", like 110 pounds. And, well... Yeah, he's like 5'11". 
but but he's like 152 dripping yeah, black. No, he's, he's a lightweight for sure and opelka is like seven one like would get drafted in the nba and i feel like any seven footer that can play tennis that's that coordinated you have to be so coordinated to play tennis yeah like should definitely be playing basketball when yeah. he none of these seven footers are making that much money on the tour i'm pretty confident they go to the nba they could get a, at least several million in like a, two years or so agreed a seven footer that can play on the atp tour yeah unreal develop a little hook shot and you'll be good but that's going to be a battle i mean is there's going to win is there's way more experience i think opelka is like 21 or 22 yeah super young so but pretty funny height match yeah um wait a, f- a few matches that i feel like wait sorry brett did you place the bet did we place the bet so it's in the queue. The, the 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 odds are like uh, eleven to ten, so like evens. Evens. Okay, give me a hundred on Fritz. I'll I'll demo you. Okay, perfect. <laughs> there it is, dude. Brett, Brett. Um. All right. A few matches that I think like when you're uh like if you can go to early rounds of any Grand Slam, that would be just incredible to see. If you just had like grounds plat grounds pass for the first day. Yeah. Or first round, Rublev Mackenzie McDonald, great match, amazing match. Best, like, I feel like five sets. Mackenzie McDonald is an experienced college player. So many match, like they, I mean, and he's had he had a good year last year, right? He, he's now played two full years on the tour, and he. I, I don't feel like none of people are talking about this. He got to the fourth round of Wimbledon, and he his was it his was it his what year of college was he won NCAA? Um, because he didn't know. finish college, 20, right? Did he finish college? I, think he, I I I think he finished. Maybe it was twenty sixteen. He finished, but. Okay. Played for UCLA. Mm-hmm. Um, he took he took he took uh, Grigor to five sets of the Aussie Open last year as well, right? Oh, it was nice. like eight yeah. six in the fifth. I, Dude, uh, so then, sorry, Asher. What what are the odds? Uh, Mackenzie taking out Rublev. I, I would place I a would, bet on. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I would place a bet on Mackenzie McDonald. Although Rublev's kind of in a weird because Rublev had some injuries last year, right? He had a huge year, twenty seventeen. Yeah, twenty eight or like a breakout year, twenty eighteen had some injuries, and then now he could have. I mean, he could be like. He could finish the year top ten too. Rublev, Rublev crushes the ball. I think, I think for how hard he hits the ball and how physical he is, he's not strong enough. But that was, I feel like we were saying that like two years ago. If you see the training videos of him, so you think he still looks weak? Very skinny, ripping the ball, kind of stiff too. He like he hits like, the ball in a when, when, when you see him away. play, it looks like he's injured. I mean, it's a guy is going to get injured. Yeah. Um, right, I, I like I like McKenzie McDonald. I like the way he plays. He's really steady. Um, definitely. A, you know, really analytical. He plays good like a really good college player. Yeah, he 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 knows what he's doing. I I I I'm really curious. Ask what are the odds on that? Uh, so so Rublev's uh like a decent favorite. He's like one to two. So that's like, like he's uh, that's implied like sixty seven percent. Dude, um, I feel like you throw a little bit of money on that. Yeah, uh, Brett, can we go do like a twenty dollar bet on that to see what happens? Right, twenty five. Yo, bet, bet's on, bet's only doing hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> that's child's play, but. <laughs> Dude, diversify, Brett. Diversify your portfolio. Uh, so I'm only betting on American players early McKenzie's, on. McKenzie's, McKenzie's American, American, dude, playing a Russian. This is, dude, <laughs> this is 2019. <laughs> Russia. Russia. How do you spell McKenzie? This is a Cheeky Volley. M-A-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E. I really think 2019 Cheeky Volley is all about geopolitics. Yeah, dude, 2019. We're kind of, we're going to pivot to be a geopolitics podcast. Um. <laughs> But no, but seriously, if you think of like early yeah, rounds, I, I, early I'm, rounds, what you want to see, if I was going, 
Like that is like it like makes me angry how good that match would be. The other match, just if you if you think about grindy. early Grand Slam outer court, Dimitrov, yeah, that's, that's the other one I had, dude. That match is that which, which brings us is to, a cracker of a match. Well, first because you got two. I mean, Tsarovich. What was wait, the, Mar- wait, Mo just texted <laughs> me. I just got a text from Alex's dad. That's brilliant. Kabir just got a text. Kabir's on my. Uh, Kabir's on our family. Both text and email thread, and gets emails related to like Jewish holidays. I'm very, very proud, very happy to be on this email list. Um, I really am. Wait, yeah. what did Mo say? Uh, he just saw Bohemian Rhapsody. So okay, it was excellent. My, my dad saw Bohemian Rhapsody. But yo, but no, but that match is crazy because you've got like, I mean, Tibsarovic, what was his highest career ranking? Uh, seven in the world. So you got a guy, former seven in the world. How old is he now, though? So Tibsarovic is about 34 now. He had. He's, he's still wearing the glasses. He's taken a solid year off the game. Uh-huh. Been posting a lot on its Instagram about comeback and what it means to him. Mm. Some pretty inspirational stuff there. Big fighter. Also, Tipsarovich at one time. I'm pretty sure if you look back at the records, it was either three or four straight five setters. He won at the Australian Open. Mm. De- total marathon. Yeah, that guy grinds. grinder grinds. Definitely not intimidated. Also. Uh, definitely also also he, i feel like this guy goes in and is like mm, dimitrov has some mental yeah, yeah, things no. going he, on I, I, if you mentally who's going in with upper yeah, hand oh, Tip Sarvich. Tip Sarvich. Yeah, he has nothing to lose <laughs> he's got nothing to lose he dimitrov also has everything i know 2019 is dimitrov everything to lose yeah dimitrov is <laughs> not Yo. going into 2019 with God, much guy's yeah, so he's, much pressure on him uh, and he's got this agassi new coach i've said it before i don't like it i'm not a fan of agassi as a coach career things are too weird huh way too weird can you imagine just imagine them in a room together does it make any sense yeah, I feel like Agassi's the kind of guy who, who, when he sleep talks, says like some really messed up things. Yeah, <laughs> like about his father or something. Um, but so the uh, okay, wait, sorry. So oh, wait, I'm sorry, but let's just talk about because we, we had. Our, hold on, hold on. I have, I have one circle. Let's let's hold yeah, on. Yeah, that's second. a good one. Man. That's insane. But the. Uh, because we, we we did our whole episode about Dimitrov. Can we just come, like kind of review why Dimitrov 2019 Australian Open? What are the expectations? Realistically, how far do you think he's going to go? And uh, if he starts the year off on a bad note, what does that mean for the rest of 2019 for him? Basically, All right, if so he loses his first round, here, 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 here we go. Here, does he go on the I'm, retire I'm, now I'm, list? I'm I'm betting against Dimitrov. Ash, I don't know what the odds yeah, are. What are the odds? What are the odds? What are the odds? I'm I'm, I'm placing a bet on on Tipsarevich. I think he's going to do it. Mate, are you throwing in? Are you diversifying the portfolio right I'm, now? I'm risk parody. That's All what right. I'm doing. I'm diversifying the portfolio. I'm throwing a bet on Tipsarevich. Oh wow, uh, Dimitrov is one to twenty. Oh Dude, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, Brett, I'll put in a hundred. You put in a hundred. <laughs> And we split the we split the payout. I'm gonna I'm gonna put in seventy five. Okay. Wait, if you put in a hundred <laughs> and Tipsarovich wins, you win. Uh, uh, no, no, Dimitri, no, 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 Dimitrov is one to twenty. Tipsarovich is ten to one. Okay, um, so if you put in a hundred, you get you, you win a, a thousand. You get a, a thousand. thousand, yeah. All right, put in a hundred. So I'm risking two hundred right now. Oh, oh, oh. all right. Wait, oh, Pepper, you gotta that. save money for later in the tournament. Are you chill with this? <laughs> Let's do fifty on Tipo. All right, Kabir's in for hundred. All right, so, no, so we're, we're putting the bets in the queue. Asher's gonna execute these uh, later tonight. We're gonna work. Uh, Asher, are you, are uh, you okay, doing that on, on round one? Sorry, um, I need I need to look at it some more. 
Um, all right, Asher, I'll, I feel like I'll, Asher's I'll like, we're all impulse. This is like impulse betting over here. Asher's, I might do. I might. Asher's do. got to go in like the. He's got to go in the laboratory. I'm, I'm definitely gonna place a bet. I might taper down to about nah, 50. Mate. Nah, nah, 50, nah, 50, nah, 50. nah, 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 nah. <laughs> no cold feet. You said it live. You can't. You got to go through this. No, no, I'm yeah, good. I might do. to follow up on all of our bets. No, I really think though that that's like at those odds. Pretty good. That's a, that's a good bet. Throw it on ten bet. bucks. You can make a hundred bucks too. Even if you win. But no, but, don't be modest. Hundred, it's in. All right, the final one, round one that I see that I, like you have the grounds pass. You got to go to is Kyle Edmonds, Thomas Beardich, because that would just be insane tennis. Oh, yeah. First that, round. Yeah. What? How much? Do we know how much a grounds pass at Australian Open is? Probably a hundred, right? By U.S. Open style, maybe eighty to hundred. No, 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 U.S. Open style. U.S. Open grounds passes aren't a hundred. First round. A hundred. Oh, I mean, what? They're is cheaper. It no, cheaper. Um. Anyway, Beardich, Edmund, realistically, that could be. No, that's a that's a great match. Who are you? T- who are you taking that match? Um, British. Wait for kids. A ground pass is five dollars. Wow, brilliant. Three to fourteen. Dude. Australians so know how to I'll, do it. I'll tell you why I'm taking British. So, growing up, British was one of my favorite players, who consistently disappointed for years. He was someone who got to consistent quarter, consistent semi, and then would just lose pretty devastatingly to top four. And fair enough, right? If you can lose to anyone, forty nine dollars for a grounds pass day session. I don't know what court that's going to go on, but. If you could see that match for forty nine bucks, so so British would lose consistently to the top players, which is fine. But it's almost he, you know, it's almost like when he would play them, he didn't have belief, and he would almost just capitulate. Um, All right, wait, he I- took about six months off last year with a knee injury. Um, I think it was a knee injury. He started his comeback this year. It's looking healthy. Reached the finals of Doha. Beat some good players. Beat Cole Schreiber. Um, Forgot who else he played. Uh, he beat Verdasco. I mean, those are top players. Those are not easy players to beat. And he beat them, you know, good matches. Saw the highlights. He's playing well. Serve, I've always thought for someone who's 6'5", he's just not at all utilized his height. He's almost had a spinny serve. Looking at the stats, averaging maybe 11, 12 aces per match. I think if you look at his stats about a year ago, he's probably below that. Maybe by one, maybe by three. Something is also, I think who has better stuff, Thomas Beardich or Andy Murray? I know Andy Murray maybe has the edge mentally, but seriously, who has like more talent? Who's this like ball striking ability? Yeah, it's got to be Beardich. No? Yeah, oh, Beardich is one of the best ball strikers I've ever seen. The guy's unreal. But yeah. did he, uh, did he, did Beardich raise everyone's expectations just because of his Olympic win over Feder in like the prime of Feder's career? Yeah, and he also beat Rafa like the made first everyone two. take him he beat, so he beat seriously, Nadal too, right? Oh, six, yeah, he beat, oh, six he beat Twice, like the first yeah. two times they he played. Also beat Federer like in Miami, 2010, I think, or 2009. I watched that match live. Remember that? It, that that was when he had like a, a resurgence because he, after winning the Olympics and then after winning Paris in 05, he kind of went yeah. missing for like four years, and then so, he had a. I, I do think I just feel like with these some of these older players, someone who's British, who is somewhere between 31 and 33, maybe now, I don't know, maybe he's a bit more relaxed. Maybe he's sensing again, sensing the urgency. How many more leaders do I have left? What I have to lose? Let me see what I can do. I'm picking him to take out Edmund. All right, hold on. We're gonna uh, we're gonna do a quick pause. I think it's time for Bet to buy the racket. Brett, All merchandise right. break. Tennis warehouse merchandise break. Tennis warehouse. Thank you. All right, real quick, we're 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 just dialing in our our sponsor, Tennis Warehouse. All right, Tennis Warehouse. Area Tennis Warehouse. All right, we know it's late over there, Jerry. Sorry. <laughs> so we're going. We are. We are in Melbourne. We're going right. we're, we're on tenniswarehouse.com. Can yeah. you tell us what, what you're thinking about purchasing? All right. So play it today. 
some Wilson Blades, uh, a little old 98 spin Who'd attack. you hit with? Uh-huh. Who'd you hit with? Don Caucus. Shout out. <laughs> oh, damn. And his buddy, Jeff, uh, who's actually going to help me set up my racket stringing and maintenance business up here in South Boston. So, Dude, I seriously think you could be pulling in like a few grand a month doing that. Yeah. I mean, maybe like 80 bucks a week. And then if I bet right, we're going to end up at a thousand. (laughs) Oh, so is that, is that all betting money? Yeah. If I will, a little bit of wine money, a little bit of betting money. Okay. I like that. I like that. So I'm on tennis warehouse. Uh, everyone's playing Yonex. So I got to get on the Yonex train. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna. So growing up, like a racket was like a, a buck eighty max, but I paid maybe like one forty. Uh, Chris Bryant at the Racket Coop West Hartford, great shop. <laughs> hey, shout out Chris Bryant. Shout out Chris Bryant. Shout out my dad's credit card because I, I played with like twelve different <laughs> during my like eight year career, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm I'm going back to to Yonex, and I'm I'm looking on here. I like Chapo's game. Um, it's got to be the red V-Core, dude. That thing is cheese. So I got the red V-Core 98, 305. They're going with the grams here. And uh, Wait, what is the profile of the Kyrgios racket? The so uh, the E-Zone, man? Guys, I hit with the E-Zone. I thought that racket was amazing. It, to me, it felt like an Aero Pro, but milder. <laughs> Brett needs Brett needs like Brett needs to hit with like a board. Yeah. yeah. I think you get the prestige, but no, 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 dude. Yonix train, <laughs> Yonix train. So Yonix, no, I'm not kidding. I've held, uh, I'm doing a little bit of teaching tennis recently. And a few of the kids who play with the, the red V core, that rackets weight feels like perfect. All right. So which one though? Cause they have the V core 98, which I'm not going to a hundred. Brett is obviously trying to buy the 95. I, I think, I, hit, I think in modern day, dude, don't I hit get with the 95. 98. I thought the weight was very, just really off to me. I feel like okay. no one plays with 95 anymore. So I feel like they're like, uh, good, no, I think I would say, I think Shapovalov and Dimitrov both play with 95. Really? I, and I got an 85 right here. Yeah. Brett has, <laughs> <laughs> dude, go, What's it, what does Shapovalov play with? Also, what? guys, I, I don't really believe this, but I read on a forum that Chilich plays with a 93 mid-size prestige. Asher, do you know if that's true? <laughs> that's uh, I think, I think it, it, I mean, it probably is. It does, yeah. it does, uh, like, he's, he's one of those old school, like, big guys, no, like a Safin type who played with a... If you can time it right, the 93 is a brilliant head size, isn't it? But you gotta be getting lasers, dude. I think whenever you buy a racket at this stage in your life, you have to remember that you're not playing every day. But dude, you gotta remember that you're going out like once or twice a month, Brett. Dude, that's my style. Play tennis once every three months. I mean, I guess if you're if you're playing really? with Sean Caucus, you could get like the ninety three and just hit lasers. Though. Yeah, I was I was crushing the ball today. It was, <laughs> it was but I I broke both my strings, so mm-hmm. I got a. Uh, Brett, were you bending your knees when you were hitting, or just standing straight up and ran? <laughs> I was trying to get a workout in because I've been eating a lot recently. So what have you been? What have you been eating most of the time? Wait, let me just answer that. A lot of pasta. <laughs> exactly. So North End of Boston, tons of pasta. Like Thursday night. Wait, real quick. Let's remember what was what was the Federer quote when he was seventeen? They asked him, "What's your favorite food? Pizza, burgers, fries. No, pizza, pasta, fries. No, pizza, burger, pizza, pasta, fries. Yeah, yeah. So Papa yeah, plays with the ninety-five, dude. Just can we get this? Can you just buy it already, dude? Well, hang on, hang on. I, I got to figure out. So, this 98 inch is 
18 by 16. Not enough strings. I, I need something a little bit more compact. What do you, 16 by 19, or are you thinking... So, I, I hit with the ENCODE today, and it was great. So ENCODE 95? 95, but, but that's that's way back. So, Tennis Warehouse, I don't think we'll have that old of a racket. I feel like the Yonixes always feel, like, long in your hand, which is really nice because of that geometric Wait, shape. Wait, Brett, the other option you do is you get the previous version of the nah, V-Core. Nah, it's all about the new V-Core, dude. I you get the V-Core SV95, 149 bucks on Tennis Warehouse, thanks to our... Our uh, our discount, nah, dude. If you're gonna buy it, don't you buy the old one? I feel like a week from now you're not gonna be into. It. I feel like the red one is the one that's gotten really hot, dude. I think the All old right. one, the, the red one, one is the paint job on the old one. Honestly, is better. The paint job is very at, like. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at it now. Yonex V Core 98305 used, endorsed by Steve Johnson, is 159 to 170. On where? On where? On tennis warehouse used rackets, but you can get you can get the same one new on tennis warehouse for one forty nine. All right, hang on, let me. Oh no, you're looking at new no, V core. I'm looking at V core SV. What are their used rackets like, though? I don't know. I mean, they, I they it's fifty bucks, dude. If you're gonna buy this racket, just buy the racket. True, true, true. All right, racket brands. Such as I feel like buying a used tennis racket, save fifty bucks on it. And Brett, you haven't bought a tennis racket in years. Yeah, I'm overdue. All right. Oh yeah, all right. They have the V core. Oh, they got the uh, dude. I I have to go ninety five. That's what it's going to go the ninety five, dude. That's dude, Brett. You're gonna you would rip the ball with that, Brett. <laughs> I I think you should go ninety eight. It's, Brett, it's good because you always as soon as you get out there, you start talking about how you're gonna hit a one hander, and it's good for your one hander. Uh, but dude, I've been going big too and kind of playing like Kira. Yeah, I'm whatever Yo. Kabir and Brett try and hit one handers. I think it's real stupid. Ninety eight, ninety eight. I think that, but Brett hits pretty flat. I feel like you could, he could work the 95. Just, yeah. Brett, are you going to be feeding? Are you going to be doing any lessons? Like if you're feeding with it, get the 98. No lessons, only ripping balls like once or twice a month. And right, 95, 95. <laughs> get 95. <laughs> I mean, it's a big upgrade from the, you're hitting with the 83 right now. What is it? 85. Dude, I 85. can't believe you hit with 85. That's so <laughs> crazy. Brett, how many, how many Sampras Pro Staffs do you have? I have two, but they're not made in um, where, where his sticks were made. These are made in China. The ones that he had were on an island. And uh, the St. Saint, Saint Vincent. St. Vincent. Those sell for like three, $400 right now. Oh, whoa. yeah. Because they had such a, a small defect rate that basically everyone on the island, if you lost your job at the Wilson factory you'd be in a lot of trouble. So they did their job very well. And those racket specifications were exactly what was printed on them. Mm, nice. All right. So what, uh, what credit card are you using? So shout out Visa Marriott. <laughs> Wait, is that <laughs> points for staying in Queens for the U S open next year? Oh yeah. A hundred percent. This is toward get that. those points. We got a sick hotel courtesy of Marriott. Thank you. Uh, I'm a lifetime platinum member. Yeah, guys. Uh, by the way, if, if you go to Marriott and you, and you when you, when you, you use the out, code post Kabir, yeah, if you use the if you use the code post Kabir or Cheeky Bali, you get points. Mm. Yeah. So um, <laughs> thanks to our sponsor for uh, for giving us these family rates. Post Kabir. <laughs> uh, 
All right, so let's let's do this. So grip wait, size. You, wait, Brad, I think you need a bag too, though. With well, yeah, dude, you gotta get that. Yeah, yeah. Get no, the, no. What I honestly think is the move. I kind of think like a good tennis backpack is pretty chill right now. I think you should get the twelve racket bag. Uh, Brady, nice. I feel like you have the old Wilson bag, which is kind of sick. No, get the twelve racket bag, but only show up to practice with three. Yeah, yeah. Like, twelve racket bag, one racket, and then like two old rackets that may or may not be strong, and maybe yeah. one shoe, not a pair, but just one shoe. <laughs> <laughs> all right so grip size because we got to get this done here so small small dude air on the, the small uh, side the rafa four and one 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 dude, uh brett because you know, so, how you do it dude you go small so your hand and serve it's light in your hand and you just rip the serves but so they have two in stock four and one eight four and a quarter four and a half they have no four and three eights wait are you serious no four and three eight all right yeah. like, go to midwest sports dude Check nah, out. man, I'm a tennis warehouse guy. Yeah, I guess they are. Our they are a sponsor. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you can't really. Uh, so anti-competitive clause. Dude, so. this black head bag is on sale for fifty. It's pretty good. I think I'm going four and a half. Yeah, four and a half sounds pretty dude, good. Dude, that's too big, dude. Brett, you have the same hands as I do. We're definitely three eighths. But my I say air on the small size. My my hands have been growing. I've been doing a lot of exercises. That, dude, that, all that means is you're taking roids. Brett and I have the exact same height and length. He just has the deltoids. Okay, so I'm going to do four and a half. So now spring. Three-eighths, dude. Well, there's a... Maybe check Tennis Plaza. They're our co-sponsor. Yeah, Tennis Plaza. You could order from Tennis Plaza. Dude, I would... If I was you, I would definitely go three-eighths. Brett, four and three-eighths sounds like the move because it, it's enough of a difference. If, if it's too small, you just put a thick overgrip. That's true. I'm gonna go Midwest. Try Midwest. Yeah. I feel like tennis plaza will give me uh, viruses or something. I bought the wrong size. No, I'm four and three eighths. I can play. Right. We're going three Midwest eights. Sports. Ask me to do some stuff. We're gonna go in here. Yonix. See what they got here. See what the price is looking like. So we need the ninety-five. The Yonix V Core. They only have uh, uh, four and an eighth, four and a quarter, and four and a half. Dude, dude I guess how hot that racket. I guess, dude, Dennis bought all the rackets. Yeah. So I'm gonna. I don't know. I I tr- tr- try try Tennis Plaza real quick. Tennis Plaza this is seriously our coach. T- Tennis Plaza is is very serious. very. Uh, They're the closest thing we have to a sponsor. They're the. Uh, so I think best, I'm gonna best tennis shop. Out I'm gonna there. sponsor. I'm gonna throw some some funds at Cheeky Volley from my stringing business once it gets going. Nice. Wait. Also, what is the? Is it the that huge British tennis shop that might be bigger than Tennis Warehouse? What's it called? Their web interface is really nice. And they've shipped. Tennis you. Plaza looks pretty good right now. Tennis Plaza. I'm you know looking. What I'm talking about, uh, no, uh, what, uh, is it British Direct tennis, tennis? A British one? I think it's British. Can't can't be Sports Direct. No way. Uh, <laughs> is it Pro Direct? Uh, wait. Oh, Pro Direct. Pro Direct. Yeah, yeah. No, Pro Direct. Tennis Plaza has a four and three eighths. 95? Yep. But it's 219. Isn't that what it is everywhere else? Where is it? On, what is it on Tennis, tennis Warehouse? So, everywhere else, they, they have the slightly older version for 150. No, or, dude, you're not buying you the older the version. Old the you new buy one? the new one. I gotta get the new one? Dude, because if you buy the older one, it's, I, I honestly think they're not the same stick. The new one is the one that's blown up. Alright, so this is 95. Let me check it out. Hey, go back to Tennis Warehouse. Check the 95 on the new site. Yeah, because, dude, I was always a Tennis Warehouse guy. Wait, so this whole time you've been looking at the old one? Yeah. 
Right. We're going straight V core 95. Dude, get it. So are you stringing it on your own or are you going to have them string it for you? Oh, that's a, a big topic right now that we're going to go through. So four and three A's, yes, in stock. One. They give you like a free-ish stringing, right? Isn't like discounted on your first, on the, when you buy it? Paper is free. They, they have you pay for the string. They got Oh, doing- wow, dude. Pro Direct Tennis, the new ones are discounted. That's 190 pounds. Which is, it's probably the same price. Time is 1.26. Yeah. Hey, wait till, wait till Theresa May holds her vote. Pound might crash, so. All right, here we go. So we got four and three A's. So you guys think that this red one is, is the one? Dude, I'm 100% positive that's the stick. I, I prefer the E-Zone, the Curios one. Uh, no, I, no, 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 no. Is, is the Curious one heavier? Oh, dude, or you get the Warinka. Get the V-Core Pro, the purple one. Dude, that racket is sick. I just feel like the red one's so hype right now. Dude, Warinka. We're running out of time for this. We got to make the decision. What are we doing, guys? Uh, Brett, I'm pretty sure you also, want the, the red. The Warinka one is also the one that Tiafo plays with. Well, okay, what's the weight of the red one? It is... 328, maybe? 328, I'm a I'm an ounce guy. So, so eleven and a half strong ounces is how many grams? That's pretty nice. How much? Three twenty six. Three twenty six. All right. And the Close. blue curious plays with what? Is he the blue one is about 98? three three hundred nine three three hundred nine when you're strong. It's lighter. It's too light. Yeah, add some tape. But is it ninety five? No, it's ninety eight. So if you go with the Warinka, you have two options: three hundred ten grams and three hundred thirty. 330. Where are you seeing the Warinka stick? Oh, Warinka plays with the 97. Which v Core Pro 90. I'm telling you, if I was getting a Yonix right now, I would get the V Core Pro 97. I would get the 310. Brett, I think you should get the 330 grams. Get the heavier stick. Better on your serve and your volleys. That's what Warinka plays. So 330 is, what does that announce? Dude, um, that thing is 230. U.S. dollars. Dude, you need it, dude. Offset that it's with 12. the... It's uh, 12.2. That's kind of nice. Offset Strong it with weight. the uh, bet. Yeah, you're going to... Uh, Tipsarevich bet will pay for it. All right, we're going in. This thing... No, looks- no, 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 but go red. I, I still think... Dude, just for the hype factor that it'll add a little something, you'll be proud of it the whole time, go red. I'm... I'm Brett, I know you the best here. <laughs> go with the red one. All right, but dude, that Warinka one looks sick. Pretty sick, dude. Or you and demo 12.2. You going with the 97 12.2 ounces is kind of dude. Your demo mind. both tennis warehouse gives us the uh no shipping charge, so you could demo them for free. I'm going 97 the 310. Oh, nice. that's the one, dude. That's the one, yeah. It's awesome, yeah. I'm trying to find the 310 though. All right, so it's not, I don't think it probably doesn't have as much pop, but it's a sick racket. I'm probably getting the red. It's one. the contemporary version of the RDX 500. That's what it is. It's the it's the upgrade of the, the RDX. And what's the red one like? The red one is I don't know. I have I maybe I think the red one's kind of a new. I, I think, think it's, it's new. Thing. Maybe the yellow one, but I don't no, know. No, 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 no. The red one. I think the red one is like a stretched out, stiffer, like more of a player's version of like a pro driver. Right, or something. Right. I, I, I've. I played with the V Core 95. I didn't care for it. I've 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 swung the V Core Pro Warinka and it felt amazing. How about alright, so I guess Brett the Warinka the, the one's probably closer to the blade. Right? Well, I don't care about the blade because I'm I'm moving from the blade. 
Red I, if you want something new, it's 2019 Dude, red. Warinka V Corp Pro. Which Asher, one what's your vote? Do the 95 N code. Oh, 95 N code. Uh, I don't think anything can compare to that one. That's just such a different type of. Yeah, it's a different stick. But I yeah, love. I think of like Eastern Grip ish sticks, like blades. Uh, Pro Kenix. Pro Kenix. Slazinger. Pers- All right, so I think 97. So what's 310 for actual weight, like ounces? Probably like 11.4. The 330 is 12.2. Wait, are you going red or, or which one are you going right now? I'm going to go Warenka. Oh, like, shoot. Dude, into it, man. They describe it as a rock-solid player's racket with exceptional control and outstanding feel. Can't really say no to that. Over 12 ounces strong, dude. That thing's a... No, but he's going for the 310, lighter one. Oh, no. no. Dude, if you go 310, you get the red one. I'm going 330. I've been lifting, so... Nice. <laughs> no, I right. think if you, go, if you go 310, then you have to get the red one. If you go no, if you going, want heavier, then go 330. 330. And get the real I'm one. All right, so choose a string group. I'm going to do... I want a hybrid. Maybe RPM. Maybe get really weird. Maybe do synthetic on the mains with lux on the crosses. Some some like Federer stuff going on there. Or mix some polys. Do like a Luxalon RPM mix. Asher, what's your favorite string blend? I just use um, uh, I just use the RPM Blast. I don't, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have that hybrid. No, I hybrid. I'm gonna go. What's the string pattern on this guy? You just what is Warinka? What strings does he play with? Probably RPM. He probably uses RPM. Yeah. Hmm. Guys, what does Federer use? Federer uses a natural gut and Luxalon on the crosses. He does. He, he uses Lux on the cross. Wow, that's yeah. yeah. yeah crazy, man. So they're sixteen by nineteen. Uh, two piecer. No shared holes. Okay. Dude, no shirt hole. That's good for stringing. Yeah. So build a custom hybrid. I'm doing that. Tension. Tennis warehouse should fix this right now. It's I'm only allowed to put in one. Dude, tension, I would go fifty-four. I like that. So I'm gonna go fifty-four. Or 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 you do the uh do the um the Juan Ignacio Cella, stringing it at like seventy-two. No, dude, all the tennis I would I would string if you're getting 330, I would string it pretty low, like low fifties. Fifty-four will be good because by the time it gets here, yeah, yeah, it'll change up. Alright, so I'm gonna go Luxlon on the mains. Luxlon ALU Big Banger Rough 17L. Dude, I can pop strings so quickly, it's bad. So, Although, you know what? Big uh, Rough probably doesn't suit this racket. No. I'm going to go just regular ALU 16. So, Luxalon ALU. Actually, they don't power spin. They don't have a regular ALU. They have ALU power. So, I'm going to go ice blue. <laughs> Dude, the segment on the racket is... Dude, crosses, um, Technifiber synthetic, or? I'm going to go Prince synthetic with Duraflex. Chill. Ooh, soft string. All right, I'm into that. And main tension, actually, shout out Tennis Warehouse. They gave me two tension options now. So mains, guys, am I going tighter or looser than the crosses? 
What's going on here? Dude, I don't know anything about I would do mains. All right, do this. Do mains 55, cross 53. By the time it arrives, you're looking at like 52, 53 maybe. I like that. Marin, Marin, Marin. <laughs> All right. Asher, thought, thoughts on the uh, we do the crosses one or two pounds lower. Um, I tried that before. I never, I never felt a difference. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to be, I'm trying to be as tactical as possible. That's not the answer we're looking for. So, so we're up to 240 bucks, <laughs> in, including trip. <laughs> Yo, add some more. Get it to 500. So we gotta, uh, yo, we gotta get a bag. Dude, let, maybe, maybe let, just let, get a bag. Let, let, let tape. Get a lead tape. Dude, off, get like, like gold. Yeah, let's get some lead tape or like maybe like gold tape. No, wait, also, uh, wait, joke aside, some of the Warinka Yarnix clothing from last year is on sale. The shorts. Okay, we're going we're gonna to get some stuff. So, bags <laughs> i have a six pack bag here in a 12 or sorry six pack and nine pack the black with the pink what about the 12 <laughs> nine dude nine to 12 no nine is actually pretty good six you kind of look like you're playing usca nine yeah. you could be on the challenger tour <laughs> yeah so i'm gonna go nine with the black and pink and if you wear a 12 you kind of look like a physio oh wait that's that's a lot of pink <laughs> Uh, dude, that was a bag, hundred twenty bucks. What happened to when dude, we? These grew bags up? are huge. These bags you can trade are huge. Right? Do you remember when we played growing up? Rackets were one eighty max. Max. Yeah, there was no way it was going above two hundred. I mean, the best racket was one eighty. Now you have Fed's racket is about two seventy. What is going on, dude? This is cra- tennis is already an expensive sport. Gear is becoming generally this. This is just becoming a little too a little too much. All right, so guys, go to Tennis Warehouse. Which bag am I getting here? Because we got a red right. bag. So do you want to get do you want to get Yonix or are you are you open to any brand? I know if you get the new stick, you can get another brand. Dude, maybe yeah. go like a Volcal bag. Unless you went with like Nike or something, that's the only. If you went with like a non-racket brand, no, yeah. I think yo, do do the full Yonix. Get it, get a Yonix yeah. bag. Although you could, the Selenko bags are sick. I'm gonna get some Yonix socks too. So. All right, so oh, we got. Nice. I like that, Brett. I'm gonna go with this nine pack with the pink. I think it might be a little too much pink, but nah, dude. Check it out, check it out. Where is it? Where is it? I can't. It's got a lot of black, a little bit of pink. It's not bad. Wait, are you on? Are you in Tennis Warehouse? Yeah. I don't see any Onyx bags with the pink though. There's like a little pink on the bottom. I see it. Oh, but the if, black. Oh yeah. If you click into it, the whole oh the bottom is. Pink, so it's no one for ninety nine. I oh, think that's, wow. you, that's a good one, dude. And that that that's the one that like matches your racket, right? It's Yannick. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna add that to the cart. That's a sick bag, dude. dude. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're at three. Dude, Brett, you have to play a men's open tournament with this bag, dude. Uh, Brett, I have another idea for something sick you could add to the bag. I'll tell you. I'll tell you, um, dude. The, I, the Technofiber bag, I think, is the best bag on tour. Dude, add one. <laughs> One four, pack. one four pack of Australian Open Dunlop balls. Ooh. Or they some balls on here? Get some quick start balls, Brett. <laughs> quick start balls are great. Dude, dude, get some green dots, dude. All right. So we'll never hit the ball out again. True. So we're at three <laughs> here. Uh with the bag. We gotta get some Yannick socks. Also, a little bit of the get the classic Pete Sampras torn on lead tape. Uh, I feel you. All right, let me go to. Uh, it's only it's only three forty nine. Pretty I feel cheap. Like Kim's got lead tape at home, no? No, 
Only I do, but I actually ran out recently. I was hooking someone up. In so we have Gamma. In the basement. Gamma. Guys, we've got a solid hour on merchandise. <laughs> Dude, that Gamma. Gamma Australian Open 24 can case for 90 bucks is looking nice. Dude. Torn a lead tape. So you guys think torn? Wait, guys, I don't need lead tape for a 330 gram racket. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I was going to say, get, uh, take the weight oh. up to like maybe 400 grams. Let's go. Let's go. All right. So, Brett, while you're checking out, we're going to well, no, go. Brett, you got to check out live. Let's get it. Let's check All it right. out. I need some over rips, though. So hang on. I'm going to get wait, some Wilson. You need a, you need a leather. Uh, leather I, I bought Luxalon grip. grips today. Oh, wait. It doesn't come leather. Probably not. Can you select it? <laughs> no, I think only. I think only. See, only three companies do Wilson, leather. Um, Wilson, Dunlop, Head. It's only for. I thought Prince doesn't know. Very few rackets. Uh, dude, you need the under grip. So I'm gonna buy a replacement grip. All right, guys, real quick, as we as Brett's doing that, um, I just I didn't give my definitive pick. Obviously, oh, yeah, it's yeah. Um, not without reason, but I'm picking Federer. I think he looked. <laughs> what a Classic. homer! Brilliant during Classic Kabir. Kabir better to win the Australian <laughs> Open for like four years in a row. Hey, I've been right for many of them, yeah. dude. Um, if no, I, like, if I, if I ever played the French Open, Kabir would pick him. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, like he looked great during Hoffman Cup. Mm. Um, dude, I, what does it mean to look? What, what does it actually mean though? If someone looks good during Hoffman Cup, I still think it. I think I still think it's 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 indicative of how how, of how he's playing. Aren't good. they playing like on New Year's? Yeah, but still, still, mate. I still, I'm not convinced that that tournament means that much. Um, first round, Fed's got Istman. We're looking second round, probably Taylor Fritz. Don't see any issues there. Yeah, no issues. No. Third round, third round. People are probably saying Sitsipas. I'm calling Sitsipas out. First round to Matteo Berrettini, the six foot five Italian. Astro, not sure what the odds are, but I feel confident about placing a bet against Tsitsipas. Maybe 10 bucks on that one? Yeah. You don't, you don't want to wait for Tsitsipas' second round? No. First Who's round. this to Troikel? Uh, Troiki. Troiki, sorry. So, third round, I'm thinking Federer Bacilasvili. Oh, that's a sick bet. Fed's return is too good. Bacilasvili is kind of, he could, he had a good year last year. Fourth right? round could be massive. You could have Fed Chilich or Fed Hachinov. Or no, I don't. Fed Verdasco Hatchinov could have could give Fed a problem, right? I, I think to finish, we talk about we talk about two next gens. We talk about Demonor and Kachinov. Guys, I'm on the Fed conversation. All right, after the Fed, after Kabir's Fed uh, breakdown, breakdown, quarterfinals, right. Federer, um, uh, Federer and Nadal, right? Nadal. No, no, Federer is number three. He, he, he doesn't play Rafa till the semis. No, 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 sorry. Right, right. Quarters, he would play... Uh, I'm not sure, but yeah, semis, he could play Federer. Uh, sorry, Nadal. Um, oh, wait, real quick. Does Burdich take out Nadal before he gets to semis? Hell no. Come here, can you talk a little bit about what you said that Moya said about Nadal's serve? Yeah, so I've looked up videos for this. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't really find the right video, but apparently Nadal has tweaked his service motion. Yeah, I read this as well. And the reason why is to quote Carlos Moya, legend, said, we want to get the ball to move even faster off the ground. So I guess once it hits the ground, they want yeah, a little more... This, like one of the spinniest serves ever. A little more action on the ball. Um, amazing thing about Nadal, throughout his career, yeah, almost every season, career. every 16 months, he's tweaked. 
I mean, if you if you look back between now and 04, his service motions changed probably four times. And he's added about 20 miles an hour pace. Yeah, I mean, he used to have a spinny serve. Now he has a weapon of a serve. I think it's amazing that he keeps tweaking his game. I'm really curious to see what it looks like. Um, I hope he's healthy. I know he pulled out pre-Australian Open from a tournament. I hope that was just to make sure he's resting and not that it's that he's doubtful about his ability to play. So I'm hoping for Federer and Nadal um, semi. Um, Yo, Kabir, Sitsi is uh, one to three and Berrettini is um, five to two. I'm going Berrettini in five sets. You really think? Yeah. I could. I definitely look. Great look, I could, I could be wrong. Definitely, you know, he did. He did have a good twenty. One most improved player. I, I didn't. Makes no sense. I didn't for someone think, that's twenty-one years old. I, I didn't think he looked that good in Sydney. I didn't, I didn't think he looked that good. Oh. Maybe it's the pressure of being top seed for the first time. Maybe, but I still think. Okay, if that's anything, if he felt pressure as top seed, if that's indicative of what's maybe going on in his head, maybe after his first big real season. Maybe he feels pressure now going into Australian Open as a top 15 seed. Mm-hmm. Seeing Berrettini, young guy. Not many people have heard of him. Maybe he doesn't show up, but six foot five, big hitter. Give the guy some belief. Let it go to four or five sets. Why not? Damn. All right. I don't know. The, the Aussie Open is actually like a home, uh, a home tournament for, for Greeks as well. Because mm. there's like a, a massive Greek population in, uh, in Melbourne. So I don't, I don't know if... Um, I don't know if Berrettini will be able to like overcome no, that. No, fair, fair. Great guys, real quick is um, is Adrian Manorino taking out Kevin Anderson? Dude, that first corner, round? dude, that Manorino, Anderson. You got Tiafo over there. Steve Johnson is guys, not far away. That's Andreas Steffi playing really well. Mm. Um, playing Steve Johnson though. would like to see him take out Johnson. Well, I Johnson think, like, I think, in conclusion, let's talk catching off Demonor. Kachanov, we were saying cheeky hot Wait, take. Demonor's got to be one of the most likable players on tour, I think. And he's playing Australia. Yeah. Do, does Australia prefer Demonor or Kyrgios? Demonor. Like, if they played live, Demonor. who's the Demonor. country for? Kyrgios is post-prodigy. We can agree that. I think Australia... He must have a cult following, isn't it? No, for sure. For sure. Oh, oh speaking again of Australia, like Australian, players player. Australian players... Chilich Tomic first round weird match. Dude, how is Tomic? When should he retire? I don't know. He won a tournament during the Asian season, but he's he's probably number two on Tiki Volley's please retire list. And he's also like under twenty five. Yeah. So prime age for a career change. <laughs> so okay, but no catching up. Oh wait, wait, real quick. John Millman, how's he going to do? Yeah. Asher, so, thoughts on Millman first round. Federico. First round, we never hear about him. Yeah, he's 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 going to take he's going to take that first round. No, he's uh, for he's, sure. He's, he should beat Del Bonis in straight sets. That should be a straight set yeah. match. Yeah. Uh, then he's got Bautista Agu or, or Andy. Most likely Bautista Agu. I don't see Andy I, Andy I, getting past him. I think um, I think Milman goes to five sets with Bautista. They both like to grind. I expect that to be on like court four, probably three in the afternoon. Peak, peak, peak heat. Probably yeah, Milman, honestly <laughs> optimal conditions for Milman. He loves the heat. Yeah, he I wants, see him grinding that out in five sets. Wait, Asher, can you confirm this? Australia this year, are they playing tie breaks in the fifth, or have they ended that? Uh, y- y- no, they are. They are playing tie breaks in the. They're fifth, playing a tie break, now. right? Okay. Yeah, I yeah. That. All right, so let's sum up this, Alex. What do you think? Can we just can we just finish talking about Kachanov? All right, so Hatchinov, real quick, 
Alex had a really good comment Post late Paris. last year that After I want to talk about that I think was I think it's something that if it gets traction could seriously alter some ATP tours. It, I so, think it's basically the same as in uh, it's like in college football where if you win your conference tournament you're going to go to you're guaranteed a bowl. If you win uh, Masters uh, 1000, you definitely should make it to London. And I think and the, so. The, the the case for it is Kachanov had a sick year last year. Clearly, can play with anyone. Wins Paris, or he had like kind of a he's had this like kind of like uh, slow and steady trajectory. I mean, it's like I mean, relatively tw- fast. Tw- but like twenty twenty seventeen, he got to the finals. I think of Hall, and mm-hmm. I think lost to Federer in two tiebreak sets, maybe. But he's, he's had a little bit on the door, quieter yeah. of a. Rising as opposed to like Zverev and some even even, even even Korich. I mean, yeah, yeah. Torich, but he yeah. wins. He wins Paris. I think he definitely should qualify. And then that way you don't have to watch uh, Nishikori, who's just been like consistent in every tournament. Well, Nishikori had a really good year last year, but I think it, I think he didn't win any Masters though, right? Didn't win a Masters. Got to the finals of Monte Carlo. But actually, real funny. But what, what we were saying, like, what top six qualify? But, but the, the way the reason this came up was that it did feel a bit stupid watching London to see Nishikori playing, whereas three weeks prior to that, Hatchinov played ridiculous and beat the top seed in one Paris. I mean, doesn't he deserve to play London? I mean, he beat Joe. Yeah, sorry, he beat Djokovic in the final, and it, I mean, unprecedented win. Why shouldn't he? Why shouldn't he been playing Paris? So a bit strange that you have. And he was just outside the. He was nine, sixteen in the world. Yeah, so you have Paris. Sorry, London is top eight, and you have nine Masters. So Asher, what do you think? How would you, if if, I mean, let's say we're on the ATP Council and we're changing the rule. How would you envision implementing something like this? Given that there are nine Masters, there are eight slots, and one player could win multiple Masters. How would you allocate the difference? For a spot in London, eight. top six guaranteed, I think to get in, and then otherwise, if you've won a Grand Slam or a Masters, you get in, and then you just figure out the draw. You have buys if you need to. Yeah, I think I think like top six get in, and then you have like a, a play-in tournament, like a playoffs. Mm. But that's a lot of tennis, though. I feel like do they want to add more tennis? End of the year, Paris might be reluctant. It would just, it, just be like one more match, uh, maybe. Ongoing discussion. Interesting to yeah. see. Let's see what Hatchinov does real quick. A player we didn't talk about that I think we should we should at least mention before we conclude Australia is Borna Chorich or Chorich. Chorich sorry, Borna Chorich. Uh huh. I mean, cheeky, how, how cheeky guys, Chorich. How do you feel about him, Australia, in twenty nineteen? Who's his like? Who's his like nineties, early two thousands comp? He's like a more topspin version of um, like a grind. Um, Kafelnikov. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah, I was, yeah, he's like he's like a modern like day Kafelnikov, relentless baseliner with a lot of grit. I think he's gonna be like a perennial top seven who maybe never wins a Grand Slam. Guys, who has a higher ceiling? Chilich, Dimitrov, or Chorich? Wait, Chilich? But I feel like Chilich is Chilich is He's already reached the ceiling. I, I think like. he can still. I honestly think Chilich can still win two slams. Yeah, but I feel like he. We kind of know what his ceiling is. He seriously, if you if you if you look at the draw, you think about the most dangerous player who can win, like, without attention, and then reach semis or finals. Chilich. But I, I feel like more reasonable would be like Chorich, Shapovalov, and it's got to be people who are the same. Yeah, all right, all right, all right, true. All right, Asher. Chorich, Shapovalov, who's a third? Who wins? All right, so wait, who Hatchinov, wins? those three. Who, who wins a slam first? Chorich, Hatchinov, Zverev, or Shapovalov? Oh, Zverev. Or Tsitsipas. Yeah. 
Five. Who wins the slam first? Zverev. If Tsitsipas gets um, one random Wimbledon, I'm not putting. No, no way. I don't think. Dude, I, I, I don't think. I'm not putting Diminar in there because I don't think his serve is good enough yet. No, I mean, no. I, I don't think he's good enough yet. I think it's it's either it's either Catch or uh, Sasha. Yeah. Guys, what I, about I, take I, Sasha out of there? What about like Tsitsipas, uh, Catch, and Chorich? I don't think Sitsipas wins. I, I, guys, is, I'm Pass is the hot player right now in terms of media. But I I'm dude, not made that hair, dude. I'm that not hair. bullish on him. I guys, I, I don't I'm not I don't know. I don't I don't see it. I don't see him being as big this year as people expect him to. Hmm. All right, but bros, I think uh, I think it might be time to call it. Any other purchases we need to make? Well, guys, I'm, I haven't purchased it. I'm at $572, though. <laughs> nice. Can you give us a break? How <laughs> long with the two gr- 200 you spent on bidding? We're at 772 Wait, Brett, surely you qualify for free shipping now, right? Yeah. Oh, definitely. So <laughs> so I have the Yonix bag. I feel like just throwing a hat just as kind of like you won't feel that purchase once you've spent that much. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm throwing a lot. So I got... I got some reels of string now, too. So Oh, dude, Brett's back, dude. He's buying reels. So so I got the Yonix bag. I got the V-Core 97. I got a half reel of uh, Babylon RPM Blast that's black. Sick. Sick. And I got a, a full reel of Kirschbomb Premium Sin Gut in black. Ooh. Then I got some string savers. Dude, I uh, wish we owned like a sketchy second tier synthetic gut company. Oh, definitely, dude. <laughs> right, what would our, what would our, if we owned a string company, what would we call the strings? Wait, like a premier one or a second tier? Like a mediocre one. <laughs> it has to be like, like some weird family name. Like, like we, we own the type of string company where <laughs> we give like you a family owned business. No, no, we, we, we give you a range of like, don't exceed this many pounds because the string <laughs> might break if you exceed like 58. <laughs> like the string starts to disintegrate if you go past like 58. Cheapest string at its price, like at its kind of price point. Like maybe we, we manufacture it like off, like underneath the Queen's Bridge. Mm, it'd be called, uh, like um, if it's not a great string. No man's land. No, no, that sounds like, that's like too thought. It's like, it has to be like less thought out. Like, like, uh, something that's like, like, like. Uh, wait, I, I, I think I have it. Uh, give me a last name from Fordham. Random last name. <laughs> I guess we shouldn't be naming names. <laughs> Some last name uh, and Vandalay, v- Vandalay, Vandalay. Yeah, basically Vandalay. <laughs> Just Vandalay. All right. Anything else, Brett? P- purchase, and then that's it. All right. As Brett, Brett's Brett. purchasing, real quick, I want to ask Asher though. Asher, generally, I mean. How, any any last interesting thoughts you have on going into Australia and just 2019 generally? You know what what is tennis hold and you know what this year means for tennis. Yeah, I think uh, I think this is probably like the year where where it's most likely to have a change in the guard. Uh, even even though even though like Novak. Sorry, we, I feel like we've said that for a couple of years now, but no, this is the year. Yeah, but at the end of like at the end of twenty seventeen, like Federer and Rafa had like all of the majors, um, and then you had guys like in the finals like David Goffin, who like everyone knows is not is mo- like almost definitely not gonna win a major, 
But at the end of last year, we had like Sasha winning big matches, Kachanov winning big matches. Um, and you had like Federer looking almost done um, when he's almost like losing to Jan Leonard Struff in like Basel. Yeah. <laughs> and then Rafa injured. Asher, you and I have texted about this, but the way I think of 2019 is at least in the the years I've been watching tennis, I think between one and 30 is the most competitive as it's ever been. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I really do think some of these matchups between one and 30, you really can't take it for granted the way you could years ago. Anything can happen. Yeah. We, we didn't even talk about Dominic team. Like, is Oh it- yeah. I mean, <laughs> so he's, he's the bottom half against, I mean, look, he could play Djokovic in the semis and if, okay, if team plays yeah, the way he played at the U S open, that five hour match against Nadal. I mean, he, do you, what do you think? You think he takes out Djokovic in the semi? But I think his like topspin pop is like plays pretty well into Djokovic's game. But if yeah. the court is playing as fast as we think it might, and the way the team was hitting through the ball on the hard court at the U.S. Open, he needs yeah. he needs time though. He needs time. He doesn't he doesn't want it too fast. He needs time to like wind up. He's probably serving. Bigger than Djokovic right now, right? I mean, he was hitting low 130. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was open. Yeah, his, his, his serve is massive. All right, so let's call it right now. If, if that's a semi, who's, who's taking it? I mean, obviously, we need to see I how they're I'm, playing. But. I think I'd probably bet on team, but deep down in my heart, I know Djokovic wins. Yeah? No, I think, I think Novak would win that. Okay. I think with all these things, I basically trust Asher. And do we, <laughs> may, do we have any faith? Any faith in Kyrgios, you know, getting past third, fourth round? Nah, I wish we did, but nah, he's out before fourth round. All right. Anyone think Kyrgios makes it past fourth round? No. Uh, wait, who would he, he would need to beat Raonic? Second round, he would need to beat probably Warinka? No, I don't think so. Third round, even if he, get, even if he gets past them, third round, I think he'd play Hair Bear, who... Uh, third, yeah, or like Hyun Chung. Hyun Chung. No, or Zverev, dude. No, Zverev would be fourth round. Zverev's fourth. Zverev's fourth. And look, uh, yeah. I'm about to check out here. We got nine. Right, give, us, give, give us a breakdown. Nine pack bag is black. Yonix, ninety nine bucks. We got the Yonix V Core ninety seven, three hundred thirty grams, twelve point two ounces. Grip size three eighths, unstrung. Nice. Oh, sick. Two twenty nine. Money well spent. Sure. Babylon RPM Blast, uh, half real, black. It's a poly, uh, 125. Then we got Kirsch Bomb Premium Sin Gut, the only black Sin Gut they have about the whole reel, $65. Top value. Nice, uh, good value. Babylon String Savers, got two sets of those. Cause you're, I break. you're the only person I know that uses String Dude, Savers. Samper style. Yeah. So then Babylon uh, Stencil, white. Ooh. I'm getting the black strings. I bought a Yonix stencil. Wait, why Yonix racket? Why Babylon stencil? No, no, no. Babylon ink. Oh. With the Yonix stencil. White ink with the Yonix stencil. Crisp, crisp. And then I got an ATP Tour men's large uh, long sleeve. And that's what oh. it Dude, into it. Into sick, it. Into sick. it. So we're at 572. Uh, 78 is going to arrive on 116. I, I can't ship it to where I live because people steal my packages. Uh-huh. So send I got to I'm sending it home to CT okay. and my parents are going to be like, why are you spending $600? Yeah. On this stuff? 
Dude. I'm about to play Brett, you, any you, Brett, you, need, you need to throw some towels in, no? Guys, Brett, Brett had a big 2018, killing it. Um, Brett, this is well-deserved. Yeah, dude, you deserve it, dude. It's well-deserved, man. Moved to Boston, got a new job, and uh, doing well. So here we go. I, I'm going to... Guys, nothing like... Can we agree? Nothing like new tennis gear, right? I mean, yeah. nothing, nothing <laughs> like new tennis gear. Amazing. All right, can we get a, a countdown? All right, mates. Five, four... four. Three, two, one. Hey. Hey. Has been submitted TW. They actually gave me a 50% discount because of Shiki Volley. Hey, Brett, maybe uh, send us the invoice. Send us an order number. We'll put it up on the Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we'll put, we'll post the receipt up there. Give me a, give me an email real quick. Cheeky Volley at gmail.com. Okay. Pretty complicated. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mates. Oh wait, wait. I I I had one one more thing that I wanted to uh, right, like the final so, take. Go for it. What mate. is what, what is what is like everyone's favorite ever like Andy Murray moment? All right, let me start. Oh, it's pretty. I've good, always right? been really uninspired by Andy Murray. <laughs> really <laughs> bored by him. I felt. Wait, real quick. I felt, when, wait. Whenever throughout throughout the years, Alex and I talk about tennis. Whenever there was. Um, a player that was, you know, tangentially good, sort of maybe like pushing top ten talent. talented. And, uh, Alex would say, "But is he better than Murray? Like, yeah, Murray's not that good. I mean, is he?" Is I he do pretty? think if he is asking yourself if someone's better than Murray is like a good metric for thinking about how good they are. Just because he he could like hang with the top guys, he's a grinder, but he wasn't as talented. Moved As's, well. Uh, we'll see. My, Murray has a sense of humor that did not. He has a brilliant sense of humor that i think did not come out as early as it could have in his career i think if it came out earlier maybe he would have been a little more likable not that he's yeah. not likable but he's much funnier and open now than he was five years ago um yeah. i'm just gonna say i felt l extremely <laughs> neutral when i heard the news kabir <laughs> I, I i didn't i don't think i felt any okay i wasn't happy to hear it and it, it's not Wait, you were pretty sad about i was it. pretty sad and really maybe because i i think it's just a fan of the sport respectful of the sport, respectful of the players, what they go to to get there. I think it's just unfortunate that um, someone so good is not retiring on his, on his own terms. But, I mean, yeah, look, that being said... Slams, Can you imagine you know, being Bearditch and retiring? Yeah, look, that being that said, I mean... Like, I look, never won a Grand Slam. I, in some extent, he is retiring on his own terms. I mean, number one in the world, knighted, three Grand Slams, Olympic gold medal. I think... A Alex and I were talking about this earlier. I don't remember who said it. A couple years ago, it was either Chris Fowler or Darren Cahill. Basically said, you know, after he won his third slam... They asked the question, look, does he have anything else left to achieve? I mean, he's maybe plateaued. I mean, it's tough at that level to say anyone is plateaued or not because it's such a high level. But, you know, did but anyone really three, think... The only next level is winning like But seven. did anyone really think he was going to win more after that? I don't think so. I really don't think so. I thought he was a one-and-done kind of guy, but he won three. All right. Anyone else? Asher, what'd you feel, dude? As the as our, uh, Wait, as I, our I don't resident... know if I gave my favorite memory on. It. Oh, sorry, favorite memory. I have to think. I might, might have to revisit that. I mean, I'll 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 see. As our uh, as you know, you're you're coming in from London, dude. I feel like he's a little closer to you. Yeah, no the the media is gonna be like uh, pretty sentimental about it. Like everyone is uh, saying that they're crying for him. Uh, he's a greatest. They, they're calling him the goat British athlete. Uh, what so about Fred just... Perry? <laughs> what, about, what about like uh, someone like Beckham? Is he a better athlete than Beckham? 
Oh no, like Andy Andy Murray is definitely better than uh, than Beckham. Uh, Beckham. What about Rooney? Rain Rooney. No, he's definitely better than Rooney. I think the only only, like. I do think it's unfortunate that his first round and potentially his last slam is against Bautista because the way Bautista plays, it could be really tough to watch him just really side to side, front and back, breaking Murray down relentlessly, yeah. disciplined when tennis. When you're feeling injured, you don't want to play a Spaniard. Also, Asher, thoughts on Murray not being on Rod Laver Arena? He's playing on the third court. I don't know how I feel about that. Five-time finalist, openly saying he might play his last slam. Doesn't he deserve to be on the top court? Fair take. Um, yeah. I actually, I kind of have no respect no, for Murray after hearing that you think he, that they're saying he's the greatest British athlete ever. That's crazy. Yeah, he's, um, he probably he probably is. He's definitely close. Um, there's he, this like guy, he's not that athletic. Fred Perry. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I think you're right. No, no, I think that's a good take. I know. I mean, he, he, he's, he's got to be, no? I mean, that seems crazy to me. There was a guy called Steve Redgrave who won. Hey, what like about, five, what about, uh, Asher? In a row. Asher, what about Alistair Cook? <laughs> I'm a big fan of Alistair Cook. He's a cricketer. Yeah. He's, didn't he retire from ODIs last year? Test cricket. His, his playing style is probably even more, is even more boring than, than Andy's. I actually like him. I, I, I do like the way he plays. Um, my dad got me onto him. Um, <laughs> but no, Asher, what, any thoughts on him not playing the top court? How do you, how do you feel about that? Um, like, who, who is playing the top court? Federer is playing the night match against Istomin. Second night match, I'll say. I don't remember who else is playing, but regardless of who is playing, I think that's besides the fact. I think this, the, the, the point is, he should be playing. I think he should at this point, take precedent over, I mean, I'm not saying over, you know, number one seed, but I mean, here, let, let's take a look real quick. I mean, while on the subject, who, who is playing on the top court? Margaret Corderina, the Diminar. Okay, I get it. Hometown favorite. Chilich hasn't won the tournaments, reached the finals, but, you know, by that reasoning, Murray's reached yeah, the finals five times, yeah. right? Yeah, but I mean, um, are you putting you putting Chilich on the first court just because he's playing Tomek? I mean, Tomek has been an absolute disgrace to Australia tennis. <laughs> if anything, he should be on court twenty-five. I mean, the guy's, I mean, ridiculous. It's uh, look. I mean, at the end of the day, some of the scheduling has got to be arbitrary. But I saw this and I was a bit shocked. So, I, if I was Murray, I'd be a bit upset about it as well because I really do think this is going to be his last match. And if it's not. I think it'll be his last singles, and the next match he plays will be doubles with Jamie Murray at Wimbledon. <laughs> All right. Asher, you have a favorite memory? Um, well, I, I like well, one of the funnier memories is uh, when he played like Rafa in 2011. There's a, there's a YouTube clip of him just like abusing himself. <laughs> like after, after like in, in a really funny way, he's, he's just saying stuff like, what's well, that? Terrible shot. <laughs> <just> like, <laughs> he's like, what, what, what are you doing? Like, uh, obviously he's gonna serve there. Um, so that that's a really funny clip. And also, like, what I what I liked when he won the, the his first major, the U.S. Open in 2012, is that he didn't uh, he didn't opt for like the the sniper shot celebration that Federer, Rafa, and uh, Novak have gone for. So he um, just basically like collapsing to the ground. 
um, which doesn't seem natural at all. Uh, so I respected that. <laughs> so that's something I definitely remember about him. No, Murray is great. He, he, he really is. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it is crazy. 31, he's, I mean, he started playing after Federer and Rafa. Rafa and is yeah, and now now retiring. Uh, but you know, massive career. So ongoing discussion. Let's see how it turns out. Had, um, had a nice had a nice history with like a lot of different brands. Rep rep that Fred Perry. Right, Fred Perry, Adidas, Under yeah. Armour. Hey, he also was in sick shape. That's one thing that I think I, I he was in like yeah, the guy incredible is shape, ripped. I mean, it also yeah, so strong. The way he he developed his physique from coming out as mm. a real skinny guy. To now, totally. Yeah, that guy's cut. Completely, uh, completely changed. Like, yeah, like, Al, like Al and I's build, and he <laughs> he somehow got big calves. I don't know how you do that, dude. He got the big legs. Dude, yeah, I'd kill like, for those calves. Like Johnny Drama calves. Johnny Drama. <laughs> All right, mates. Um, All right, mates. This was a finish your mailbag. This is a cracker of an episode. Cracker of an episode. We might have recorded three hours worth of content. Honestly, I think this is our best one yet. This is seamless. Solid episode. A lot of banter. This was a deep banter episode. First time we've ever purchased something live. I think that's a great idea. Well, guys, also this is this is the first time. Well, I guess this is Cheeky Volley's official second slam. It's the first time we're starting on the eve of a slam. So uh, expect more recordings throughout the fortnight. If Tipsarovich wins, Cheeky Volley like quadruples its market cap. Yeah. My so to confirm, so I just dropped six hundred dollars. <laughs> um bets. I want a hundred on Fritz. Uh-huh. Yeah. And seventy-five on Tipo. No pulling away. Come <laughs> on, dude. Commit. All right, we're big. We're going. We're going. I mean, we're we're gonna, gonna, like what about Berrettini? Like, teeny. Mitch, I gotta hop on an hour long subway back to Brooklyn. I gotta go. All right, here, here's hoping to Monfils winning Australian Open. All right, Monfils <laughs> 2019 wins it and then runs for uh, French office. Emmanuel Macron, Emmanuel Macron, Emmanuel Macron is going to be replaced by uh, Sebastian Grosjean. So, Ashers, uh, send me Facebook chat your Venmo. Okay, um, maybe maybe do it with Kabir because I, I already have like a, a process in place with him. So yeah, uh, but Brett, t- send it to me. Ash and I have a very secure um, <laughs> currency hedging risk parity strategy implemented. <laughs> so uh, send it to me and I'll, uh, I'll give you a good rate through it. Okay, short the yeah. We, we basically get the exact spot rate. It's pretty okay. good. Perfect. If you like Cheeky Volley, hit us with the like on Instagram and other social media platforms. Kabir just posted a video that got 90, how many views? 70,000 views. Still trying to understand how that happened. Um, but uh, we think 30,000 of them were Russian. No, no, no. This, this was all legit accounts. All right, 30,000, 70,000 were legit. <laughs> so guys, remember, this is this will be up on iTunes. Oh, well, you'd know that because you'd be listening. So um, <laughs> anyway, that. but um, all right. First episode, 2019, strong. Cheeky volley, mates. Yeah, Brett's showing us the video right now. So the video, so the video with seventy thousand likes is Del Potro training. But the video with far less likes but equal um, magnitude is a video of Roundich hitting terrible forehands on Instagram. He's got the worst <laughs> forehand, uh, so bad. Um, Alex actually told me I should I should write an article called 
I mean, I've been pretty vocal about why Rowney should retire for years. It's a bit harsh, but... I, I can like, give you 10 reasons right now why he should retire. I'm not going to. I'm going to save them for another episode dedicated to why Rowney should retire. But, um... <laughs> guys, we, we got to do an episode on best thighs <laughs> in the game and include the women's tour for sure, but <laughs> Raonic was like a baby calf and now he's looking uh, a little bit more meaty, but... Yeah, it's got big legs. But, yeah. Alright, all right, mates, that's it. First episode's a wrap. We can't wait till Australian Open and um, stay tuned for our takes on bets and as the draw progresses. Yeah, we gotta get real bet focused, but All right, we're out. <laughs> Dude, pretty sick, Brad. We gotta do a live hitting sesh, live testing sesh. Later, mate. We'll watch Celtics play someone, Lakers, whomever. We'll hook it up. All right. All right. Peace. Peace, mate. Peace. Peace.